Refresh your spring cleaning to-do list with an oil change bundle for your vehicle at Advance Auto Parts. Get five quarts of Mobile One Castrol, Valvoline, Pennzoil, or Fram oil bundled with a select oil filter for one low price. And right now, choose a Mobile One full synthetic oil change bundle starting at $39.99 and get a drain pan and funnel free. Right oil, right filter, right price every day. Only at Advance Auto Parts and participating CarQuest locations. Use the Advance Auto Parts app to build your bundle and pick it up at your nearest store. Refresh your spring cleaning to-do list with an oil change bundle for your vehicle at Advance Auto Parts. Get five quarts of Mobile One Castrol, Valvoline, Pennzoil, or Fram oil bundled with a select oil filter for one low price. And right now, choose a Mobile One full synthetic oil change bundle starting at $39.99 and get a drain pan and funnel free. Right oil, right filter, right price every day. Only at Advance Auto Parts and participating CarQuest locations. Use the Advance Auto Parts app to build your bundle and pick it up at your nearest store. Ho, 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 fellas. What's up? Ho, ho. It's that time, you know, for the holidays. And it's perfect time to stuck a soften. Stuck a soften to somebody you know. Get a stocking suffer, dog. You know what to do. Treat them well in that sock. Get that sock thickened out with a Manscaped cologne or shears, crop mops, or Manscaped uh, two-in-one shampoo conditioners. You know it. Perfect stocking stuffers. Over at uh, manscaped.com slash Theo for 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped.com slash Theo for 20% off and free shipping. Sock them stuffers. You know, everybody needs help sometime. And I, I know I do. Heck, jeepers. Every other episode, I damn have some problem. But right now, I'm feeling okay and I'm communicating with you that if you need help, there's a possibility to get it. Through BetterHelp, visit BetterHelp.com slash T-H-E-O. Join the over 1 million people who have started to get help for themselves. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and TPW listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash T-H-E-O. Good afternoon or whatever time it is that you are alive. And I'm letting you know about something called Truebill. You know, maybe you subscribed to something once or you did a free trial on the interweb and then they hit you with this, that next month they up bill you $60, $40, $10 a month, $1180 they charge every other week. You don't even know what's going on. And they're sending you free hats or something, muffin mix. You don't know what's happening. How do you stop it? Truebill can help. Truebill can help from forgotten free trials to automatic renewals. Yep, you'll never guess how much subscription companies charge you every month. Have it more organized. Save the money you want to save. Matthew B. said, In a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my direct TV bill. Saved $120 for the year on my Sirius XM bill. That's right. True bill can help. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today. At Truebill.com slash T-H-E-O. Go right now, Truebill.com slash Theo. It could save you thousands a year. I'd like to let you guys know that I have a tour out now, the Return of the Rat Tour. New dates announced Jacksonville, Florida, St. Petersburg, Florida, Orlando, Rockford, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Los Angeles, California. Those are all in the spring, starting in February. 
You can go to theovon.com slash tour for tickets. There will be more dates added. So uh, just hold your uh, caballeros. I think I think that means horses. I don't know, actually. But just hold your, you know, just be patient. We'll be there. Love you. And thank you guys so much for your support. Theovon.com slash tour for tickets. Today's episode is brought to you by Liquid Death. We are thankful for their beverages. Today's guest, uh, this is his second time uh, being here. Um, he is an undefeated UFC featherweight uh, from Searcy, Arkansas. They call him Thug Nasty. Uh, he's got a lot going on. It's not just it's not just MMA anymore for this guy, uh, but that's his main focus. Uh, happy to spend some time today with my friend, Mr. Bryce Mitchell. man that two that that 269 card mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. was wild who'd they have in your division that fought they had egay and josh emmett and josh emmett yeah yeah and what does it feel like when you're watching that dude because you've been you've been out for what a almost a, a year now huh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well shit actually that fight i missed it i watched that last night in the hotel mm-hmm I took half a bag of these fucking gummies. I was falling asleep, bro. Were you? Actually, uh... When, last po- night? Podcast is live? Oh, uh, no, not live. No, are we recording? We're recording, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, I got the, the goodies, bro. Oh, I'm you got you brought some? Yeah, yeah. Okay, bro. damn, boy, that swamp Santa right here, son. Come on, son. Right, first thing, this is homemade, bro. That Spanish mall Santa right here, baby, let's go. Get a little homemade lemon. Damn, is that really? Ain't no alcoholic beverages, nothing. You know, I just, you know, I know we're going to get thirsty up here. Hey, man. High quality H2O uh, electrolytes. Oh, you know uh, yeah, <laughs> boy. And some homemade lemonade. Uh, and I got you some beer jerky in here. Ooh. That stuff's dry as a nun, brother. Is it? Dang, because uh, I've been wanting protein for breakfast, man. Well, like I said, that's going to be real dry, but the, mm-hmm. I do that on purpose because it's going to store for like years. It'll probably be good for three years. So. Oh, my God. Like apocalypse, bro. That yep. deer jerky would get you. Come on, right B. There. Get you some of that Jocko, baby. Oh, that milk, son. That shit will make your dick bigger. <laughs> oh, damn. My, my dick's pretty big. Well, that bro. or I had on glasses. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> bro, so this is homemade jerky right here? Yes, sir. That's deer jerky. Wow. Um, and so what's the process you have on this? I shot that one with my bow. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, shoot, just dried. I dried the fuck out of that, brother. That's like, it's going to stay for years. And I know a lot of people like it a little bit more moist. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I have problems with it going bad. Really? I put a lot of salt, a lot of pepper, and I dry it. I mean, it's dry, dry. But when you start chewing it, it come back to life. You could actually. It bounces back quick. It bounces back quick once you start chewing it. And I actually think you could take that, put it in a little pot of boiling water. I wouldn't do this mm-hmm. unless if I was just just mixing it up because I got bored, but you could put that in water. Right. They call it reconstituting it, mm-hmm. kind of get it kind of back to life and then put it over some rice. Ooh. ooh. You know, so that's if you wanted to. And then, or uh, you could have put rice in your mouth while you're eating it. You're damn right. And a little bit of that lemonade. Yeah. 
Dude, thank you, bro. Uh, no, thank you for having me, brother. And this is from my sponsors, Bigly. Mm -hmm. They got you, uh, this is those gummies I was talking about. I'm not mm -hmm. kidding you. I took, it says take one of them. I took half the bag. It ain't gonna kill you. Right. But, uh, <laughs> bro, I got sleepy. <laughs> I was watching that Emmett fight and that Ige fight, and I was like watching it, and then like round three comes around, and I'm like, what, what the fuck? Waking back up, and then, you know. And what's uh, it? How much, is it THC in them? This is CBD. And oh, wow. Maybe even some Delta 8. I stopped even reading this shit. Bro. You did? I just, I just take them. You just get them in um, you, huh? Then they got some, um, Blaze, some vape baby. pens and then a little bit more of those. But those vape pens, I'm actually not smart enough to smoke them. Really? I tried a, on the way here. I was going to smoke one. I think you have to have a... a GED? <laughs> some shit like that, bro. I don't know if it's an activated passcode or something, but I think you plug it into a phone charger. Damn, boy. This so you is... plug that bitch in and then you smoke it. Some Arkansas smoke. treats, huh? Now, this, is, this is the best gift of all, okay. in my opinion. This is for me. Okay. And I hope that you're not offended. I won't be. I can already tell, I think. Ooh, what's that little turtle, turtle uh, bowl? I, that's right. I know you stopped smoking. Oh, gang. Baby, I, I sure did. I use them in ashtrays, though. Wow. <laughs> but I know you're creative. You're going to find something to use. Oh, I'm going to stack a little bit of my deer jerky you, in this bag. You, you ever heard two turtles fucking? Uh-uh. Hey, let me show you what it sounds like. All right. Oh, that's good, <laughs> that's huh? It, <laughs> that's it. That pace right there, man. They don't speed it up for nothing. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And why <laughs> should man, they, I, bro? I, just, uh, I think that you'll get creative. Dude, thank you, bro. man. Thank you for having me, brother. Heck yeah, boy. We got that rural Santa in the, in the, in the vicinity <laughs> that's today, right, baby. Brother. That Bryce, that boss sauce right here, son. Damn. Now, lemonade's strong, too. Yeah, it is, huh? My God. Oh, yeah. But, man, I thought that the fight was good. Yeah. They both kind of hurt. I mean, they're just so evenly matched. One of the judges had it 30-27, one of them. In my, in my mind, it was pretty, like, really, it was a draw, to mm -hmm. be honest with you. Because Ige got dropped in the first round, but then I thought he won the last two rounds. Shame. So, I, I honestly would give him a draw. Yeah. So. When, you, um, when you're watching guys like that fight, do, do you start to feel... Because you've been out now for, what, a year now because of your injury? Over, yeah. Over, over a year. year. About a year and probably, what, two months? Is it hard to still, like, see yourself as part of the show, kind of? Do you start to think, like, man, I'm not... Does it, Do you start to feel a little bit separate? Because you were on a kind of a roll there, you know? Shoot, I wish. I mean, dude, like, it's, it's, it's intense in my head, bro. Like, I'm <laughs> battling every day. I'm fighting somebody <laughs> in my fucking head, bro. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I feel yeah. like I'm always on edge. I probably need right. to chill out. Right, you know right, what I'm right, saying? Right, <laughs> right. Uh, so, so, uh, so, let's talk about the rest of that, the, that night, that, uh, those fights, well, man. First things first. I got to say that I called the, the pinion win. Did you really? And uh, well, yeah. But first off, I Let's think she's cute. Up. You know, I think she's pretty cute. So I'm gonna go for. Her. Oh yeah, boy. <laughs> Second off, um, Dang, well, I you definitely... know, I, I like both of those chicks. So it, it was, it wasn't because of the personalities or anything that I picked Pena. I picked Pena because she had beat, I believe, Kat Zingano, and Kat Zingano uh, beat Amanda. And she didn't. It wasn't a fluke win. When right. when Kat Zingano beat Amanda, it was dominate domination of wrestling and superior groundwork. And so you get one ground fighter who's already beat this chick 
and then somebody comes and beats the chick who beat her right. at what she beat her at. Oh. And so in my head, I'm thinking. She's going to get her to the ground and beat she's her. She's going to get her to the ground and beat her. And I didn't put no money on it, though, because I always fucking lose if I put money down. Yeah, I don't ever do it. I've only Actually, I never even put money down. One time I put a weed bet. Yeah. I bet my buddy a quarter of weed on a fight. And then uh, oh, lost yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then he's all stoned and you're not. That's right, bro. Yeah, well, he worst, shared bro. it with me a little bit. Oh, you yeah, know well, damn, it's damn. all good. But the worst <laughs> is when you lose a wee bet and your buddy just smokes it all and you got to just sit there and look at his ass. Like That's he's just right. been... Like, he's just been eating ghosts, bro. My dude, yeah. my buddy gets so fucked up when we were younger, bro. Look, he looked like he'd eat a couple damn human. There's a couple <laughs> damn ghosts was in him, bro. He looked yeah. fucking haunted, dude. Yeah. He got so high one time, his fucking dad came to pick him up, and he didn't even know his dad, bro. Mm. And he fucking fought him right there in the yard. <laughs> And hey, he I fought him, right bro, now. like it was somebody coming to kidnap him. I'd, shit, I'd do that right now. <laughs> damn, dude, See that motherfucker? <laughs> But, dude, fighting your own dad just because you high or, like, are you so high? You I don't know fight him because I'm pissed off. No, <laughs> I don't care if I'm high or what the fuck, dude. I just beat his ass just for some child support. Yeah, yeah, let's go, son. <laughs> yeah, they should have, if a dad flakes on the kid, they should have at least a couple rounds of when the child's 16 or over that they got to do in the yard. Legally. Yeah. That's right. That's, uh, that's what I'm saying. That should be part of the jurisdiction, baby. Let's go. Dude, we, we got to rewrite some of these laws, man. Absolutely. They got some soft laws out there. Let's go through the last minute of this. I'll say this, man. So I'm sitting over there, and, man, uh, Nunez just looked so much bigger. Yeah. Did it? Here's the thing, though, brother. Is Let's like, do no audio. Is it, it don't always come to your favor when you're when you're bigger like that. It means you cut more weight, and she's a power puncher. Right. So it's like, okay, so you're talking about a power puncher who cuts a lot of weight. Yeah, I bet she's going to be great in the first round. Right. She's a power puncher who cuts a lot of weight. She's fighting somebody 10, 15 pounds smaller, and she hits twice as hard. Now, what do you think when the, when you start to see this happening? What would you have done different here if you're uh, if you're Nunes? Do okay, I'm Nunes. First off, round one, that's where she made the mistake. She, she come out like she's going to knock her out in the first round, yeah. throwing the power punches. She should have barely won round one. And I, I'm serious. I mean, she should have gone out there saying, I'm not going to knock this girl out. Yeah. I'm going to barely win round one. Oh, and then yeah. I'm going to win round two a little bit better. And I'm going to win round three a little bit better. By round four and five, I don't even give a fuck. I already won the fight. I'm just going to do what I can do now. You know what I'm saying? But I right. think that she went in there. Um, she blasted all of her cannons yeah. right off the initial exchange. Because she was so used to that, you think? Absolutely. Yeah. When it works so long, you know what I'm saying? It's uh. It, it works, you know. If I ain't broke, don't fix it. But yeah. then she ran into a different stylistic matchup. Here's the thing about um, when she fought Rousey. Rousey's a great ground fighter, in my opinion. Rousey is uh, probably the best uh, woman ground fighter that there is out there. Mm -hmm. um, actually, if Rousey and Pena get into it on a ground fight, well, first off, that'd be sexy. But second off, Ooh, damn, um, boy. second off. Um, I'd be second row. I ain't sitting in the front row because I'm gonna want to spend some time on myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? I want a little camouflage, that's baby. Right. Yeah. Well, second off, I think that Rousey will probably win eventually because of the submissions. I do not against Pena. Against Pena. Mm. But here's the thing: Rousey could not get Amanda to the ground. You know what I'm saying? Um, she has that straight up kind of grab them and clinch style. Pena has a style where it's like shoot under and grab the legs. Which works amazing if you're talking about a power puncher. Right. Because a power puncher, when you swing, you open up all the openings for that. Like when a mother, when I'm fighting a power puncher, I'm th I'm not thinking, oh, I hope he don't swing hard. I'm thinking, I, I hope, hope he swings, swings as hard as he fucking can. I'm going to shoot. And get them legs. Now, if you're Ronda Rousey, 
you don't go for the legs. She yeah. don't do singles and doubles. She has to go against her opponent in a straight line. That's where she fucked up with Amanda Nunes, bro. She tried to just close that distance without any type of uh, entangling of the hands, no distractions, no yeah. nothing. She didn't reach the hands. She just tried to go straight at her. and uh, Just like so, a train. But if you would have seen Rousey get Amanda to the ground, you probably would have seen even, uh, even wow. more disparity. Yeah. Uh, just like the disparity was on the feet, it had been the same on the ground. She just never had the... Uh, she don't go for those legs, you know. And Amanda, she opens up and throws those big punches. That's when the legs are open. And do you think that's kind of what she saw? Because will you play that back again? Just right. Like, Pena lured her into. That's yeah. what Pena did. She she took some of her best shots, lured her in, landed just enough to piss her off and make her want to hit her more. And that's when she got in on that takedown. I'm pretty sure she shot a double leg. I can't remember, though. Did she shoot a double? I mean, she's staying in. I could have sworn she got her to the... And you could tell Hanuna is like, how is this not working? And right. Then you just stayed right in there, just take. I mean, you could see yeah. it was like, what is this hitting right. me? Right, and, and you're absolutely right. She just stayed right in there, and now she's advancing forward. Right, so now but, she's got a game plan, huh? And, and gets her to the fence. Here comes a double. I, if I'm her, I'm shooting. You'd already shot. I might have, but she was landing there too. I, I just, I'm curious how she got her down. I, I'm almost certain she got her legs. Oh, she tripped her. Okay, there you go. And and uh, Nunes is cooked here. Yeah, but this ain't her. This ain't her game plan. No. And she, I mean, think about it. It's probably been five years so at least she, since she's been in that position in a crazy. fight, bro. At least five did years. Did she when she choked? When it, it wasn't a choke, right? It was a neck. What? 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 What was the? Well, it, it was. Go back to that last few seconds, there, Robert. It was probably a choke as well. But if it wasn't on the throat, you could still choke somebody right here on the face and the nose. Yeah, what does she have? Or you can't really. Maybe she is under there. Man, bro, it looked like she was up on her nose and her mouth. But I don't, and, and then look like she was on the neck to me either. You know, but I've got and that a buddy, was shock. Yeah, I got a buddy back home. Um, he's actually a twenty-fiver, but there's something about the way that like. You know how ants, they can lift like 10 times their own body weight or something? Yeah, shit? yeah, i never seen it, but they say it all the time. I guess there's videos of it probably. Yeah, bro, like, little dudes are like that too. Like you get a little 125-er, he can squeeze oh, yeah. almost damn near as hard. Actually, in certain positions, a 125-er can squeeze just as hard as a 150-pounder yeah. because of like the compactness of the muscles. I got a 125-pound buddy, bro. He does a face crush. He don't even go for the neck. He gets his arm and nose around your face and your mouth. Mm -hmm. And, bro, yeah, you can't fucking breathe. And it's actually, oh. let me tell you why it's worse than a rear naked choke. Because a rear naked choke, bro, you're kind of just going to like, um, it's not the most pleasant choke because you actually can't breathe. There's some chokes you can breathe. Yeah. Like an arm triangle, bro. I've been put to sleep in them bitches. And one time I got put to sleep in like an arm triangle. Bro, I didn't even know. Damn, no. I, I, I swear to God, woke up. I woke up. I thought I escaped. Bro, after the round, the guy was like, <laughs> the guy was like, bro, you were out. I was like, no way. I thought I got out of that. He said, not only were you out, you were twitching for like 30 seconds. I was oh, like, damn. man, I thought I was dizzy or something. You know, Somebody I likes to dance and it's subconscious, right. baby. Right. Damn. But, um, you know, that's a, that's a pleasant choke. You're cutting on both sides of the blood. Right. You could be in it and then just boom, wake up and not even know you're out sometimes. Yeah. That rear naked choke, bro, you're going to cut off your air supply. You're breathing. Oh, dude, it's it's miserable. And so the one you're talking about, your buddy, though, what is you, that one like? You can't breathe in, so you're getting that effect of, like, you can't actually get it air in, like, to your lungs. But it's over your face or it's over your it, It's over your face, and it crushes the fuck out of your jaw. Damn. It feels like your teeth are about to get just literally just fucking Damn. just all 
you know, jacked. So was that a new thing? It's like his own thing? It's like it's his the... own thing. It's like, you know. But you probably got to have a wide, I mean, you got to have a wide, a girth of. You got to be strong as fuck. Like, just compact, man. And, and I mean, I'm not saying I can't do it. But yeah. it's like, okay, we'll put it this way. Uh, I'm, I'm better suited for twisters. Yeah. You know, I got my bow legs and all that shit. Like, I've got my things that I do. You got your own things. Yeah, you, can, I mean, you can't do it all. That ain't my fucking yeah. thing, bro. I'm and telling you, you that is his thing. Yeah. You might evolve into getting, and then doing something else. It's jerky. Well, these good, motherfuckers, man. they can make lemonade, bro. They can put them lemons right there and just squeeze that. <laughs> that's old-fashioned. That's that Russian. That's how the Russians do it. When you look at... um. I hope you like that stuff, brother. Dude. Well, I'll spice it up a little bit next time. I'll do some chili pepper, a little uh, cumin, you know what I mean? The spice is a little bit low, but... It's low. It's, it's, it's a good... It's plain, you know what I'm saying? It's a very comfortable eat. That's right. That's right. This is a comfortable eat, bro. Yes, it's sir. like holding a damn baby in your mouth, Yes, sir. <laughs> like holding a damn little venison baby, son. Absolutely. Um, My first bow kill. Was it? It was. When, uh... So what have you? I know you've been doing a ton to kill your time. I, I want to talk about the fights a little bit more, mm -hmm. man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh, what's the thing that you've kind of missed the most? I mean, obviously the fighting, but do you feel like this time that because as a fighter you only have so much time, really? Mm -hmm. You know, when you look at the breadth of these guys' career, they get to third. Some guys, you you have the you know uh, an uh, anim an animally like uh, Glover Teixeira or whatever, but yeah. yeah, a lot of guys it's probably thirty two, thirty four. I love that guy. Oh yeah, so inspiring. Yeah, God, great. great. I met him. So at, nice. Oh, you met him? Yeah, it, it was a World Series of fighting, and this is before you know he's the champ. This is like probably five years ago, and uh, bro, he's like all bite no bark. Wow. Like bro, he just literally sits there so chill. So I mean, just very soft spoken. He's a fucking killer, bro. That's great. I mean, there's not too many people at what forty four, maybe something like that. You know, getting that championship belt. No. I mean, there's something inside of that guy. You know what I'm saying? Something special. Yeah, he might be the oldest champ ever. Yeah, I think so. If if he's not, that shit don't count yeah. because it's like way back in the day. You know, yeah. I mean, Tank Abbott type of shit. It was like a, yeah, it wasn't even real. Yeah, it was like a homemade belt. That's right. <laughs> Dude, what? <laughs> um. But Tank Abbott's a bad motherfucker too, but it's just two completely different playing fields. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Tank Abbott was fighting other bar fighters. His age, uh, bring up a tank, you know, a little bit half drunk, you know what I'm saying? Teixeira's going in there fighting dudes half oh. his age who he's had twice as many fights as he's been knocked out a couple times and he don't give a fuck. He, he just care. comes back and you know, so that's he, he's he's legit, man. He's taking so many hits, man. Some of the fights I saw, I saw Anthony Smith the other night, and that was crazy. That fight that they. I mean, I just can't even believe watching some of these guys, the uh, the histories that they've had when you watch the uh. The Poriel Oliveira. What else do you think of the card? What else did you think of the card? Well, you know, I got there a little bit late. I showed up right when Sean O'Malley was fighting. Uh, That's know, when you started watching? Yeah, yeah, Sean yeah. O'Malley fight. Did you go to the fights? Uh, no, I've never been to one of the live ones. Yeah. This one was actually at a titty bar. Oh, you were? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, damn. What's it called? It was called the Peppermint Hippo. Ooh. Yeah. My... <laughs> Look, sometimes you got to give a big girl a mint. You know That's what right. I'm saying? To spruce her up Some a little. need it. <laughs> Blue Chew, baby. I'm hopped up on this deer jerky. Dang. And if you want your wiener to do well and you don't have a sack of this on hand, I know what'll help. True Blue. Sorry, Blue True. Blue Chew. 
BlueChew.com. That's where to do it at. They'll help you. All forms of erectile dysfunction. I've had it. Couldn't even talk. Man, my, sometimes I would go look at my wiener and be standing on the edge of a building. I'd be like, don't do it. Don't do it. Sometimes you got you, your penis needs help. That's where they come in. BlueChew.com. Promo code Theo. To receive your first month free. Sometimes you just you can have a whole pill. You could chew a little piece off. It's an online prescription service. No visit to the doctor's office. No awkward convos. Uh, hello. I'm talking here. Uh, you know about my uh winner, winner. None of that. All forms of erectile dysfunction. They help you. Ships right to your door. Discreet packaging. Sign up at Blue Chew. Dot com promo code Theo to receive your first month free. Get your wiener good. You know, my happiness is often interfered with. Hell, sometimes I can't find my happiness. Never. People say, hey, man, you happy? I'll be like, I'll, I'll pat my pocket telling me what they're talking about. Unhappiness is everywhere, folks. That's why it's important that you get help. If you need it, it's important that you get help. BetterHelp.com, they can do it. BetterHelp.com slash T-H-E-O. There's a broad range of expertise in different fields available, which now may not be locally available in your area. That's right. You got goals, they got goals. Timely and thoughtful responses. If you're not doing great mentally, try it. Just try it. Just try it. I've tried it. BetterHelp.com slash T-H-E-O. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And TPW listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Theo. No, I, you know, I ain't even into titty bars, but my buddy TJ Brown, he kind of was doing like a hosting of a party down there. Oh, yeah. I'm cool with TJ, so I showed up and I just wanted to watch the fights and Buffalo Wild Wings ain't even got no food. Uh, that's like real good. Yeah, I thought there might be food at T Bar. There wasn't, but there's was titties. Damn, so. that's it. <laughs> food for your heart, bro. Food for your food for your libido. Bro, I ain't been to one of them, and I mean, so long, bro. Yeah, I, I never that liked ain't my them. scene. You know what I'm saying? But there Dude, was we got, fights and all that. So yeah, I got family members that have danced, bro, and like the one in our town where you would where the where the girls would learn at, like the local strip club. That's it right. had the ceiling was low in there, and the stage was kind of high, so they would have to like. Go up on stage and duck down, dude. They were like ducking and yeah. stripping, bro. Hey, it this was is twerk actually, heavy. Everything was a twerk in there, bro. This was actually the best strip club I've ever been to. Really? And it was the exact opposite layout, bro. The ceilings was way up, and these girls was acting like the higher they went up, the more they got paid. Damn. I ain't kidding. There's a girl hanging by the rafters. Damn. <laughs> no, I ain't, I ain't playing. She got up there hung by the rafters, <laughs> and then she's doing some 360 spin shit on the way down. And I about fell out, bro. I thought she dropped on accident. She does a trick oh. where she lets go, and then right before the last second, she catches on the pole. Bro, I thought she was dead. Damn. Yeah, I was going to do CPR or Damn, something. Damn, yeah, I bet you was, dude. <laughs> like, hey, that's the wrong lips, bud. <laughs> wrong lips, creep. <laughs> Desperate time call for desperate measures, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, buddy. <laughs> My lungs are up here. <laughs> um... Riley, how we look on these cameras? Is everything okay? Are all our yeah. cameras okay? Everything looks great. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, what'd you think of the uh, uh, the uh, the finale there with Oliveira and uh, and Poirier? So you know, uh, that's that's a great fight. Um, it, it just 
it looked to me like Oliveira had more weapons in his arsenal, and that's what it came down to. You know, um, like, he, here was a telling sign for me, too, uh, during a fight um, when Oliveira got that first takedown. Uh, here's the difference, okay? Mm -hmm. Oliveira gets dropped. What does DP do? Tries to knock him out. No, he lets him up, didn't he? Let me think. I, I swear he let him up. Yeah, maybe he let him up, huh? It, and and it's just like he is a lot better at the boxing. But this is in Poirier's mind. He's thinking I'm gonna knock this guy out with boxing. Ah, uh, and yeah, I think that's just his that's his yeah. natural first thought. It's his natural first thought is I'm gonna right. let him up and and box with him and knock him out some more. I'm gonna drop him again. Now, this is what Coach Bryce says, and Coach Bryce ain't shit on Poirier. Poirier, come over here and beat my ass right now. <laughs> and actually, I want to train with him. You know, I'm not I'm not saying, but. Looking back at a fight, you can look back at all my losses and say, hey, you should have, could have. And I'll say, yeah, you're right. I should have. Right, yeah. Oh, it's but easy for us to sit here and say anything. It's so fucking easy. But if, say we re redo it and I'm wanting DP, my dude, to win. Right. And I'm DP's coach and say if I say it, he does it. Right. I say when you drop him, get in his guard. Grind out that first round. Maybe you're not going to finish him probably unless you hurt him real bad because Charles got that guard. But do not ever be scared to engage on the ground with an opponent. Yeah. That fear will manifest itself. I promise you. And it's not saying he's not afraid of Charles Oliveira's ground game. That's not what I'm saying. But right. it's more like too much respect. It's like, bro, you're Dustin Poirier, and he's fucking rocked. You get on him, and you just keep fucking just just wail down punches. And if I was his coach, I would tell him, I don't give a fuck how good his guard is. Yeah. You get in there and you fuck him up. His guard ain't gonna be that good. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, I could see it being a level of like respect thing. With it was Dustin. a it was a yeah. level of respect. Is he all does, that was. Yeah, he just has this like. Uh... There's a, the, he has this these, this mutual kind of thing. Yeah. yeah it's and, a, and like I said, he wanted to knock him out with the boxing. Yeah. But if I was coaching, I'd be, Dustin, go in there, get in his guard. Uh, you know, keep him down and, and just win the rest of that round, conserve a little bit of your energy. Right. Um, then the second round, I believe that Oliveira gets DP yeah, down. I, and this is what. Yeah, that's when Oliveira got him down and was throwing those elbows. They weren't landing like, it didn't look super flush, but some, I'm sure they were, they were, uh, so oh, they hurt, yeah, bro. When yeah. they hit you in the teeth, you could feel it because they were landing right here and here, and uh, you know those elbows hurt, you know. Um, but he had a body triangle locked around his body, and you can do that every now and then, you know, because to kind of recover or anything. But I think he held that body triangle. He was actually holding himself in that position. Oh, and, Dustin was the whole time. Damn right. So and, it's having to gas him out. Well, Dustin was kind of holding, trying to keep his body close to him. I think so he didn't have that distance to to attack. Because he didn't want his back to get taken. And yeah. so and so, um, I would tell him. I'd say, Dustin, open that body triangle. You cannot. How can you stand up on your feet if they're locked around your opponent? I say, Dustin, you got to knock this guy out. Or you got to at least bust him up. You got to open your legs up, and you got to fight to get up. Now the problem because if he with, opens his legs up, then what's possible? Putting his feet on the ground, planting them, and getting oh, up, and getting back up. Now the risk there is that Oliveira circles to his back, back yeah. or grabs a headlock. But here's the thing: Would you rather the dude choke you out with the rear naked choke, or get you in a guillotine on the way up, or would you rather sit and lose that 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 round by round by round with that body triangle? And, uh, you know, I've done a lot of bad things in a fight, but I think when he looks back at it, he'll say, you know what, I'm not going to do that body triangle no more. I'm going to get back to my feet if my opponent gets me down because he was kind of keeping himself there in that position. But it all came, all those all those things you saw was the manifestation of the over-respect 
that he gave to Oliveira. Yeah. And I say, oh, it's one thing to say, okay, Oliveira's good on the ground, and I don't want to go to the ground with him. It's another to say, he's so good on the ground, I'm not going to open up my guard. I'm mm. going to hold him on top of me. No, you can't be giving him that much respect. Fuck that. Yeah, I think Dustin just loves fighting. So like the actual, he likes on the, he like yeah, he likes he hitting likes hitting people. He likes yeah. get. I think that's his thing. <laughs> well, so. he's one of the best in the fucking world. At yeah, it, I and mean, here's the thing: you get a mat, you, you get a matchup like uh, McGregor. So if I was for him, good at it, I would do it. If I'm, you know, right. if I'm good with a dagger, I ain't gonna tickle somebody. That's you right. You know what I'm saying? So that's it's right. like just because <laughs> yeah. it's like it's not the same yeah. thing. Well, you know, there's there's matchups like for Poirier that I just think he'll win every everyone. Like the perfect matchup for him. Uh, it's Conor McGregor. Yeah, uh, a guy who who power punches um, doesn't do as good in the later rounds. He does better in the first rounds, whereas DP does better in the later rounds. So you get a DP and a Conor McGregor matchup. There's not a, a time in the fight where Dustin has to worry about getting taken down, getting choked. No, right. He's oh, he's in his the, element, oh, and you're you're going to see him fully unleashed. But you put him up against a Charles Rivera, uh, Oliveira, and you're going to see in some positions more timidity because of that respect for the ground game. Mm. And I don't, th and this is my honest assessment of Dustin's ground game. Mm -hmm. I don't think the disparity is as big as it is in his head. Right. I think he was a little bit too worried about Oliver's ground game. Like I said, when he dropped him, I'm pouncing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I didn't I didn't talk to him enough about the f uh, actual fighting and stuff before about what his mindset was. He's good on the ground, man. He's I think he good. was just expecting the third round. It would get back up to the feet. The feet, yeah. And and that's where it would kind of stay. And so he'd have a, you know, and then it just, it just, and I think also, I think Dustin was most bummed. Well, I, this, this, I got to say this, my last loss. Guy took me down, and I got choked out trying to get up. You know Did what I'm you? saying? So I've been on the other end right. of it. So it's just, it, you know, it's easy to sit here and say, "Oh, you could have, should have, totally. would have." But my last fight, bro, I wish that I would have got up safer. I don't. It, if anything, maybe I should have stayed on the ground the rest of the fight because right. I could have won a decision possibly. But uh, yeah, I, I learned a valuable lesson, man. And um, there, there, every fight, there's something to learn. Yeah, I mean, look, I obviously have, you know, like. I get scared of things. Yeah, I'm scared of something. There's, so I know nothing, but it's like, it's definitely just, it's interesting to sit back and talk about it. And it's what we do as humans. We see what happened and we look at it. And and it's like, I just know also Dustin was bummed. Probably he wanted to fight more. That's yeah. the thing too. Yeah. And I think it's the same with guys like you. It's like, you just want to fight more. Yeah. Like we got five, let's at least do four. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, even if you already won, let's do another, you know, like, um, Let's just keep it going. Uh, man, the energy in there was so wild, man. Um, Were you if there? You, and Gaethje was back. Gaethje's just backstage. Oh, yeah. Literally, it's like, yeah. who can I fight? Who can I fight? Who can I fight? Oh, he's ready to go. Oh, bro, and he's ready to go. Let me tell you why I think that um, Gaethje is a great matchup for Oliveira. Because yeah, what do, you what, what do you think would happen to Oliveira, Gaethje? Because I feel like that's probably what's going to be next. I don't think you're going to see a... Poirier Oliveira rematch because I think it makes well, sense. Well, he could go make money fighting McGregor. That's what I think. You know, yeah. he might just get that that money fight or uh, Nate Diaz fight. They would pay him so much money for that Nate Diaz fight. Two punches. And he's in a position, bro. He don't even have to worry about fighting for the belt. He's a fucking bajillionaire or whatever he is. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he's made him some money in it. So he's, it's not going to be typical with him. He's going to do something crazy. I bet you. You know. So what does the belt mean to people? Because Dustin was an interim champion, so that is a that's a champion. You know, it's um, especially with the way the belt is kind of used as like a, it's a bait they use it. Sometimes it's who's definitely, obviously, it's always who's great. Yeah. 
but sometimes it's used by the administration over there. It seems like it is like a... Well, you know, everybody's path is different, and I don't think that these people who have the belts are fucking built different than any book you know they had good circumstances and yeah and and a lot of them are great and everything and and are elite and stuff but i put it this way man if i'm in a fucking street fight and i'm fighting for my life and and there's one person i have my back and and they said it's dustin poyer yeah i'm thinking fuck yeah i don't give a fuck what belt he's got this or that dustin poyer can fight anybody yeah i don't and, care if he's fuck, wearing a damn, i don't give a fuck who it is i don't you know care if he's saying? wearing a belt from banana republic that's dude, right that going i want somebody. dp yeah, yeah, having yeah. my back you know what i'm saying and uh you know yeah, here, here's another thing man with that that championship stuff man it's like i hate to see these people get the belt and then they act like they're gods or something you know what i mean like it's um okay mcgregor double champ right yeah okay D- dp ain't a fucking double champ okay who wins when they fight right you know. You know who wins. Right, so it's interesting. It's interesting you know, what the... It, it ain't all about that. And, right. And people's paths are different. He has a lot of fights. He had some rough nights. And, you know, it. he's a championship fighter. I don't give a fuck if he has a belt oh, or not. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. I'm comfortable with him having my back in any street fight. Amen, man. Yeah, I. Uh, it's definitely interesting. It's interesting to see different guys pass. Now, Dustin has made, obviously, he's had, he's had some choices and made some choices and had some blessings where he's gotten to have a stronger financial side than probably a lot of fighters have that's right um and do you think how does that start to influence other fighters to do their own things i know you got your um you got your music now that you got you know which is cool man it's fun we listen to grandmother's grave a decent amount man thank you so much yeah dude it's crazy that's actually one of my favorite ones i like problems in my head and grandmother's grave what do i like i like uh, what's oh, Darkensaw? Listen Darkensaw, to it, bro. Yeah, yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Um, well, just thanks so much for listening, brother. Yeah, it's just interesting that where did some of that kind of like do you see guys doing different things and doing creative stuff? And does that is that kind of what inspires you to be like, you know what, I'm gonna do some, I'm gonna do some of my own stuff as well? Is it just you wanting to express yourself? Where does it, where do you feel like any of that kind of comes the, from? The expression of it. Yeah. You know, uh, the, the first song I made, it was just, uh, it wasn't supposed to be a mixtape or nothing. I was just making it. I made it from old lady, you mm-hmm. know, and because uh, we fighting over some petty shit, and I just wanted to let her know this is petty, you know, kind of explain, express myself. Right. And then she was like, "Well, that was really good. You should make another one. You should make another." One. I started fucking putting out hitters, brother. Dang, baby, yeah. let's go, yeah. son. <laughs> and what? Uh, and so then did you did you match up with somebody to help you make some beats, or how'd that happen? I got them all off of YouTube. Wow. And then I uh, I went to the uh, Joker in Little Rock, uh-huh. and uh, his name's Kev. But, uh, you know, we went up there and cooked us up a little mixtape. Gang, gang, yes, baby. Sir. Yeah, yes, Pasture sir. Fire. You guys can check it out if you haven't checked it out. Um, yeah, I put a lot of heart and soul in there, man. And, you yeah, know, a lot of great lyrics, man. Thank you very much, brother. It's just barred like, up damn, like a damn prison. Yes, sir. <laughs> Got bars for life. Oh, son, you in, boy? <laughs> you doing a damn seven life sentences on some of them lyrics, man? There's yes, a lot. Sir. It's uh, what did that? Yeah, what kind of time did that take? Oh, the first one, the first song on there, I made about a year and a half, maybe two years ago, and then I wasn't really focused on it, and then I made another song and another one, and uh, each song probably took a couple weeks to write, except the first one. The first one took like two days, um, and then I would just kind of casually work on other ones. It wasn't like until about the last month, and I was like, really, like, okay, I really want to put this shit out there. I got about six songs. I'm going to finish the seventh one. I'm going to put this shit out there. And then I started feeling like that 
that okay i need to finish this i need to wrap it up and i got that feeling but while i was making most of the songs i didn't have any type of timeline i was just having fun with it yeah wow yeah that's got to be nice so it didn't really it was just kind of a passion project it wasn't like a absolute 100 percent passion in that it wasn't something you're just waking up and doing like i gotta I get knew this i ain't gonna make no money bro i'm fucking using youtube beats and yeah. you know what i'm saying like right it's yeah and it's it's more it's more about the the money and it's about um the greatest thing that i could do is to relate to people that watch my fights mm -hmm. that you know just to relate to people if there's somebody out there that that heard even if it's one fucking verse and they heard it and they thought well, shoot i'm going through that too you know and it's like okay well now i got something in common with that guy that's kind of like my brother even though right. he don't fucking know me he heard my song and he heard my you know and now we got this this we're going through the same shit type of type of feel yeah well it, yeah because music always connects people it's the same as with the, yeah you hear somebody it's like eminem you hear something you're like damn mm -hmm. that's my fucking that's dude. one of my favorites right there eminem yeah, yeah you're like that's my guy man mm -hmm. um do you uh do you feel like you need to do stuff to try and keep your name out did you, did you start to ever feel like that a little bit because it's mm -hmm. it's tough because it's like you you don't disappear. You're there. You know. You have a great rank. You're top fifteenth. You're ten or eleven in some of the rankings or what you know whatever the rankings are, kind of. Yeah. Um, but that you can't get out there and express yourself. You you know your your expression is, is limited. Yes, because you can't get in there. That's what I feel fighting is, and and same with the music, and uh, you know the feeling of people forgetting about me or whatever. It is true. Everybody, if you stop fighting people forget about you but that ain't why i fight right it is this inner desire to express uh most of his fucking anger frustration yeah you know and it's and it's um it's more about I, all i care that is that god's watching me yeah you know what i'm saying like that i have a purpose that, that i'm fighting for something yeah. and i don't give a fuck who's watching if i feel like god has told me to go in there and fight to better my life to better uh potentially better my family's life that's what I'm doing it for. It's right. not for any type of attention. I did not put the mixtape out for attention. I put it out, um, like, say I put it out anonymous, anonymously. People didn't even know it was mine. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even give a fuck as long as people liked it. You know, yeah. I just want people to relate to it and feel good. It's just expression. And, bro, I ain't made no fucking money off that. I put yeah. hundreds and hundreds of dollars into it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't about, it ain't right, about, ain't about that. that. It was about letting that shit out of me. Yeah. And and you know it's been built up for a long time and like when I'm when I'm fighting or whatever man you get these emotions it's just like the closest thing you could feel to like God you yeah. know what I'm saying like I'll be fighting sometimes and I'll just like make myself or I'll be rapping sometimes and I'll make myself laugh I'll make myself cry I'll get mad at some shit that I say like I'll be in the middle of a rap freestyling in my in my, in the car or something and just say fuck you know it makes me so mad just thinking of that memory. And I'm like hitting the steering wheel and shit. Damn. And then I'm like, okay, I just snapped out of it. That's not, I'm not doing that for money. Right, you right, You know what I'm saying? Right. That's like, I'm letting this shit out. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think that's one of the things, even just like, you know, Dustin's probably the fighter that I know the kind of the closest. So it's been interesting to just, uh, I can understand exactly what you're saying. Like, if you look at his early stuff, it's like, it's just this anger. It's this yeah. angry guy fighting. Yeah. And then you see as you, as, as he starts to get older and evolve, 
that you get to know he gets to express himself in other ways it's like you almost got to fucking get these layers of anger out of you so you can get to the stuff that's different so you can have uh, opportunities to like get your voice out there it's like um i hope my anger goes away one of these days yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but not before you have a few more good bouts out that's there right. man. you don't know say yeah, i Let's need keep a little bit of it on <laughs> yeah what else did I want to get into, man? Okay, so when you look at your, how do you see your path to uh, to the belt? You guys have an interesting, y'all's weight class is so interesting, just the way some of these guys are built. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like if it gets a little bit lower in weight class than yours, a lot of the guys, their body types are really very similar. Mm -hmm. But y'all's weight class, it's like some of these guys, uh, the body styles to me look really different, you know, just as a just a regular mm -hmm. viewer. What what uh what do you see your kind of path making it up through the rankings and some of the your future here, your I mean, path I, to the belt? I'm, what do you see your path to the belt? I'm biased, right? You know, so I, <laughs> I, I, I think two more big wins and I'm getting a title shot. Damn, baby. Yeah. yeah. So who could that be? Um. So your next is your next fight, Barboza? Is that? I don't know. I mean, it's, we're still seeing. Yeah, we're still seeing. You know, I'm just waiting on it. And yeah, uh, they, I I don't really. Have a preference, just the higher rank, the better. Right. He's plenty high rank, so. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah, I mean that's a dude to be fight to be entering into the top ten rank. I mean that's huge. Well, bro, in my head, I've already done it a million times. Yeah. I've, and like in my head, you're asking like, you're asking what's the path to the belt? Like I'm already fucking champ in my head, bro. Like <laughs> I don't want to be arrogant and stuff, but bro, I am the fucking champ. If you ask me in my trailer when I'm chilling, bro, I'm the fucking champ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What um? Well then, let's maybe we'll jump off a fight. What do y'all got planned coming up for the holidays? Are you still seeing the same lady? No, brother. It's just, oh, really? yeah, it's all right, man. It's just you know, go our different paths, and uh, ain't nothing wrong with that, you know. Yeah. And have you been dating? Have you been in the dating pool out there? You on the apps or anything like that? No, nah, I just I've just been laying low, brother. Like I said, I went to a tea bar the other day. That's most you know I've even seen females in a while. So. Yeah. You know, but like I said, that ain't my scene. I've just been kind of training and, and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I ain't even worried about it. Yeah. You have a gym at home now that you're training at? I'm working on it. It's actually really close to being built. I'm building a block wall because um, I have to lean these mats up against a wall, and I don't have a wall to uh, lean them up against. So I'm building a block wall. It's got to be nine blocks high. I'm seven and a half of the nine block rows. Dang, in. baby. So wow. it's, it's getting close. Yeah. Um, we had some questions that came in. Let's get into one of our video questions. Riley, you want to uh, pull one up here? Uh, what's up, Theo? What's up, Thug Nasty? Gang, baby. Uh, first off, if Thug Nasty, I'm talking to you, man. If what's you were up, in bro? the cage with a gorilla and a panda bear, over or under, how long would it take you to sleep both of them out? Let me know. Oh, damn. That's Gang, animal. Theo. Gang, baby. Thank you. Um, yeah, that's never, an animal question. I would never sleep a panda bear. That yeah. panda bear would have my back first off. That's, let's get that. So that's it's me and a panda kid. bear versus gorilla. Yeah, now we turned it up. Shit, man. Um, I'm going to be like dancing around the panda bear while he, and then try to jump on the gorilla, go for the rear naked. Uh, actually, a gorilla's dangerous, though. Bryce. Absolutely, bro. I mean, he might as well have Bryce, said. Bro. He might as well have said Tyrone Woodley. I mean, it's the same fucking thing. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like <laughs> same risk there. You're yeah, gonna yeah. get fucking smashed. <laughs> but damn, a gorilla is so dangerous. Yeah, that's bro. right. That's right. Uh, you know, I would go for the choke, bro. I'd have to like use the panda as the decoy. 
Yeah, you know? there you ever seen go. Kung Fu Panda? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be like that. It'd be like the final scene in that movie, bro. <laughs> yeah, y'all got to use each other. If y'all are in there together, that'd be great. You get in there, and then you and the panda freaking you go. You guys join forces. You know, like right, they, yeah. You, yeah, that's right. And then you guys go straight at that gorilla, bro. I fucking hope Herb Dean's there that night. Yeah. That's all I got to say, dude. I got to meet Herb Dean, man. Dude, the other night was so crazy. So. It was just a crazy night. So I went to the fights, right, with this guy, David Spade. He was in Tommy Boy. You oh, yeah. That movie? Uh, Joe Dirt. Yeah, Joe Dirt, That's my right? fucking Roma, bro. I want to <laughs> yeah, be just bro, like yeah. Joe Dirt when I go. Oh, yeah, up, dude. Man. That's our president. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I went to the fights with him. I sit down. We're in the front row, dude. Like, Dana is literally like four feet away. So I'm watching him, like, sit there. Like, he's kind of watching on his computer. And then he's on his phone sometimes. They're like... He had a, a young fighter, I think, from Brazil or from another country that came up that was sitting there watching the fights with him for a little while, this female fighter. Um, Halle Berry was next to I saw to that. Spade. Is that her boyfriend that was with her? I, I, think, I think that's maybe her boyfriend or husband. Probably an actor. Yeah, Van, I think, is his name. I saw, I saw her there with another guy. I think. Um, I couldn't hear it. It was a little <clears> loud in there. But And then Tommy Lee. Is that the closest Lee, you've been to the, to the fights? That really was. Because I'd sat in Joe Rogan's seats before, mm -hmm. but I'd never... Uh, but this, I mean, it was just as close. Plus, you got a good friend fighting. You oh, know, that's dude, fucking I was, different, bro. Oh, I was amped. Yeah. yeah. I was so amped, bro. Yeah, it's amazing, I think, what, like, when you become a, I mean, UFC's become my favorite sport in the past two years. Absolutely. I realized that during the pandemic. Absolutely. Like, damn, this is my favorite sport. Like, there's, when you, when you really get into it, it's like there's not other sports with the consequences or the, the, the rewards. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's so, like, I, I can't watch a football game and, like, I don't feel nothing. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, where's the guacamole? Yeah. You know, where's the cheese dip? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here to eat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right, man. There's nothing, like, at the fight. just like, man, people come in and it's just this moment of, like, there's going to be this moment of clarity. And it's such a euphemism for just life, bro. Like, you can try so hard. And you can still be great. You just might not get the outcome that you want. That's right. That's what's pretty fascinating. It's like you see, because so many of the fighters to me are heroes. That's what I realized when I'm there the other night. I'm like, oh, my yeah. God. Everybody I run into, I feel like, is a hero. And your heroes die in the sport, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's and they die. But, they're, but the, the, it's like win or lose kind of, It's they're still the hero. Oh, they're still the hero. Yeah. Right. It's, it's still a hero, but it's like that letdown is like, it's like when one of my buddies loses, it's like, man, I've... I've feel his pain for him oh you know what I mean? man yeah dude i was teared up after dust i just it's like oh you just know that people want you know that there's this we i think everybody at times carries like a storybook idea of the way they they think things are gonna go or they could go mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you see so much evidence that it's gonna be like this mm -hmm. and it could be anything i might win a fight i might get married i might have a child you know mm -hmm. um and then whatever things happen that God wants or whatever the way it shakes out, it's just not how it shakes out. Mm -hmm. And it's just such, there's so many like intense moments of, it's like life just, it's such a fucking life that happens on those nights when you guys are doing those fights. It's such mm -hmm. like a, I think that's where I can relate the most as a human. You're relating on a human level because yeah. you're like, man, this is, there's wins and losses right here and there's dreams and there's. Especially you talk about uh, wives and children. A lot of those fighters, they really need that for their kid. You know, it's holiday time and the best deal in wireless is available. 
you know, wireless, the prices are crazy. 170, 112, 150, 190, 212, 240. You don't even know what's going on. You're on speakerphone with somebody with your cousin. And your parents don't have any siblings. So you don't have a cousin. That's what I'm here to tell you about. Right now, when you switch to Mint Mobile and buy any three-month plan, you get three months for free. Yep. The first company to sell premium wireless service only. No brook and mortal building. Mint Mobile. Let's you order from home and save a ton. Plans start at just $15 a month. The best offer of the year is here from Mint Mobile for a limited time. Buy any three-month plan and get three months for free. For a limited time, buy any three-month Mint Mobile plan and get three months free by going to mintmobile.com slash Theo. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash T-H-E-O. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash Theo. Are you learning are you learning a new language? Long watch? Long watch? Long watch. Are you learning a new long watch? Well, Babbel can help. It's the number one selling language learning app. The whole process is addictively fun. It's fast. There are 15 minute lessons at Babbel are the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. Get your accent better. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. You got a cousin going off to Rome. If your stepdad is going to Barbados, help these people out. Get them Babbel. When you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Use promo code T-H-E-O. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Code Theo. Babbel. Language for life. Oh, yeah. One night I got to I got to watch. This was at the Poirier McGregor and uh, Gilbert Burns, I think. Or Dorino. El Dorino. Yeah. 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 He was out there fighting and his wife was sitting there and his two boys are there mm-hmm. and they're like start punching each other and then they're cheering and then like, <laughs> yeah. oh, and she's like losing her mind and it was just one of the craziest moments ever to sit there and watch them, like watch their dad and husband yeah. and like all this crazy energy and yeah, dude, and then I kept running into different people. And, oh, and then Dominic Cruz came up to me, and he'd been in, he'd been yeah. in a war, right? And he yeah. won, and he has on these sunglasses, and so I couldn't tell it was him, right? And I'm like, this guy, I feel like he's in the witness protection program, That's bro. Right. He is protected up. And then he's, we start talking, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is Dominic Cruz, man. It just, And I just was like, holy shit, this is my favorite sport. It's like, yeah. I'm not really thinking about the guacamole. I'm not, I'm not even yeah, thinking if right. I've eaten. That's right. That's right. You know, I'm just thinking like, man, I don't want to miss a moment of this. Like, it's like a, it's like you have all these arteries and all these veins, but then it all comes together for this fucking heart, you know, mm-hmm. and there's just so mm-hmm. much right there. Absolutely. And then there's so much respect between everybody. Yeah. For the most part there is, man. And that's, that's my style. Yeah. You know, I, I do like, talking some shit if somebody wants to talk some shit but <laughs> i'm not going to initiate it you know i would actually much rather respect them and, and all that but i do like it when the people talk shit because then it's makes it a lot easier to fight them yeah you know what i mean 
Oh, I guess it is interesting. Like, do you think there's a difference? Yeah, what is the difference going into a fight where somebody where there's been a lot of trash talking and there's one where there's nothing? Is there a, does the motivation change a little? Yeah, uh, the well, maybe not the motivation to win, but I'm talking about the motivation to truly hurt the person. Ah. I, I think in my in my mind, it, you're sick if you sit there and like think about hurting somebody that you that you like like but when i when somebody calls me a bitch <laughs> yeah, yeah. like bro i can sit there and think about just stomping your fucking head till her <laughs> dean pulls me off like fuck the rules bro i'm gonna stomp your fucking head but like if i like you and you got kids and you got it's like i'm gonna think about winning but i don't i'm gonna hurt you as little as possible right. you know what i'm saying like right and, and there is a difference in that for me but um i don't i don't think i think it can affect your performance but i think that um i've i've blocked out all of that, and uh, either way, I think my performance, whether I like the person or not, is going to be um, the same. Because t take this into account too; it can also that can backfire. You know, if you hold the coal, you'll uh, you'll get burnt. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So if you got all this animosity because this dude's calling you a bitch or whatever, right? It could be his game. That could be his game. That's right. So, uh, but here's here's how I handle that. Okay, mm -hmm. there might be a, a a chance in that fight where you've already knocked him out or whatever. He's sitting there. Laying down, Herb Dean's halfway across the octagon. Yeah, you get that extra second or two. If that motherfucker called me a bitch, yeah, yeah well, we're gonna see if I hit like a bitch oh. Oh, damn, before before Herb gets there. More, <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Pre Herb, baby. That's right. Whatever, I, whatever happens, pre Herb. This is about that Herb half second. And I wonder sometimes if Herb just laid back another quarter. He don't second. like all the motherfuckers. He might just let him get an extra one. I then. bet there is a time. I mean, not on Herb, but on any referee of anything. Because I remember I even used to referee flag football, dude. I used to work at like the student center or whatever in school. And so. I, and dude, there were sometimes I wouldn't even pay it. I would call all kind of just shit. That's right, matter. <laughs> you can't help but lean a little. That's just That's nature. Right. Um, what about this Woodley? When you see this, like this Woodley uh, Paul, this second fight, do you see the first one? I saw the highlights of it. Yeah. Uh, I saw that uh, Woodley rocked him pretty good. At Which one there weren't point. many. I probably, yeah. Woodley That's what rocked I'm saying. Him out once. of the I watched the highlights, and it's like the highlight video was a little bit slow. <laughs> so I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. I'm not going to go watch the whole fight. But there was that one punch that Woodley landed, and uh, that's honestly all I saw of it. Yeah. That's all. I mean, there wasn't a ton to it, man. But, man, good for him, bro, making all that money. Yeah. Fighting guys that ain't as dangerous as what he was fighting. Like, I mean, he's fucking really doing it. Yeah, and he's been through a lot. I mean, that guy's taking a lot of punches over there. Do you think that he'll... The thing about Woodley, though, is you're literally yell screaming for him to punch right right and he doesn't punch yeah yeah bro and he makes all that money and he's sitting there just like that's a good point i, I, I think that uh you know if he was poor he'd probably fighting a little bit different that might be true i, I mean I, I i would say so he might come out in a damn lazy boy on this next one then he might <laughs> he right. might roll out and relax man yeah. damn that's right he really might in between um, rounds, they got that lazy boy recliner. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. What if he just walked in and said, look, I'm just here to count money. You guys are the fools. Shoot. I mean, it's, it's been done before. People people throw fights. I'll tell you what. Uh, back in the Pride days, you know that Yakuza was real popular. I don't know if you uh, you know Pride, kind of that old yeah, school yeah. boxing ring stuff. Yeah. Uh, Yakuza fixed a bunch of those fights. Really? Yeah, a bunch of them, yeah. Huh. 
some some mob activity going on. Damn, boy. Yeah, so what I heard would happen is they'll get you in the hotel, mm-hmm. and they'll come up to you, and, they'll, you know, a couple guys deep throw up on you. Got the got the briefcase. a leather case. sofa. That's right. Leather yeah. leather leather jacket. That's right. Somebody wearing turtleneck. Damn right. And about, yeah. You know, a couple of them looking yeah. mean. They'll sit you down. They'll open up the briefcase, half yeah. a million cash, and they'll say, hey, do you want to lose in the second round? And close the briefcase. Yeah. Sir. Well, hey, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, fuck, I'm probably gonna lose anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I don't know if I'll make it to the second round. I might lose in the yeah. first. <laughs> I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna lose in the first. I'm gonna trip on the stairs on the way in. Man, um, what do you do? You know, if you will fight in February, is that is, that, is your date a lock? Do we know that yet? No, a date ain't locked. A opponent ain't locked. It's. Just, I mean, I have no clue to be honest with you. I mean, and how's your injury? Have you felt? Do you feel back to one hundred percent? Yeah, I, I feel back to one hundred percent. I mean, we won't know if until uh, I get in there and land a hard hit. But if I punch like that again, it'll probably break again. You know, so I'm gonna change up my my punching a little bit. Try to go for more accuracy. I've been training kung fu though. Really? So if I break the hand, bro, I'm good. I got my kung fu. Damn. So now, what does that mean? Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm gonna open hand on these motherfuckers. Can you do that though? You can you do can you hit open handed? Yes, as long as you ain't like doing that. Right. As long as you're doing that, you're fine. So, you know, I'll break the hand again. I'm That's just kinda like Connor. Connor has some of that. He does a little bit of some crazy shit, you know what I'm saying? Damn, bro. Kung, kung fu? fu, bro. You could really kill somebody with that kung fu, man. That country kung fu, hey, bro. Dog. Straight that palm to the nose. You already know that nose going to the brain. That's all they ever said growing up, dude. If you hit somebody like that, that's right. That's that's damn right, brother. Oof. I mean, I don't even want to do that to somebody. I only do that if I have to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go in there close fist. Yeah. If a hand breaks, bro, I gotta go old school kung fu. Have you ever had somebody roll up on you that didn't know you were a fighter? That's tried to get into it with you. I'm sure in your area, everybody kind of knows now. I mean, kind of last scuffle that I got into is kind of like that. It was years, years ago. But uh, you know, you know, some people talk shit. It's you know, nothing too crazy though. You know, I would much rather like avoid a situation. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, the consequences are pretty bad. You know, right. Would you, if you're about to get in a fight with somebody and they didn't know you were a professional, would you say, "Hey, man"? No. You like no, that. I wouldn't fucking tell them. No, oh, hell no. Damn, boy, time, <laughs> there we go, boy. <laughs> I ain't saying shit. They're gonna find out. <laughs> surprise! <laughs> we'll try some new moves. Y'all. Yeah, surprise. What y'all's uh, Christmas look like over there, man? What you guys got going on in Arkansas? What's, Shoot, what's uh, my papa's going to Florida, so I'm gonna go to my mom's. My papa ain't gonna be there. I'm gonna have my aunt, my cousins, my mom, my sister. Um, you know, maybe even some buddies come over. But, oh yeah, uh, just you know, turkey dressing, sweet potatoes, mashed potatoes, uh, fried okra. Uh, and you bring anything, or you they doing all the cooking? I'm bringing that okra. Are you? I got that okra on lock, bro. Oh yeah, I had boy. 192 okra plants this year. Really, of your own? That's right. Wow. That's right. One of them is over seven foot tall. Damn. I about had to get a ladder to pick the okra off the top of it. Damn. <laughs> yeah. 192 plants, brother. Wow. Uh, probably put in, um, like when I got to picking on my best day, I picked, uh, it was almost, it was 10 gallons of okra. Wow. I filled up two five-gallon buckets with it, so that was on my best day. Wow. Picked. 10 gallons and you like is that one of your favorite vegetables okra oh fuck yeah bro. damn really love it 
Yeah, yeah, I love it's it. It's such a strange vegetable, man. I love it, brother. Sometimes I feel like I don't know if we're supposed to be eating it. You ain't tried it till you fried it. Oh, really? Did you fry it? Yeah, I've had it before. I've had now, fried. I never, I never fried my own. I think I'm only. Are you talking about this. restaurant fried? Yeah, bro, they don't do it good like mama does it let really? me tell you what <laughs> all right, all then, right. I, was the ochre could you see any green on it was it covered in breading uh i think it was probably covered in breading that ain't right that ain't right okay you're getting most of that breading you ain't getting all the okra Dang. you gotta lightly bread it okay a little salt a little pepper brother trust me you, you'll be an okra fan you come over yeah. this christmas okay <laughs> Bryce Mitchell's okra, man. That's Dude, right. yeah, what if you came out with a cool... Yeah, what other things? Because you got... I saw you did a car commercial, too, which is fucking hilarious, bro. I'm glad you like that. Dude, that shit is so fucking ridiculous and funny, bro. That's right, brother. Hell yeah. Let, yeah, let me just pull up a clip of it. Everybody likes that line, uh, I would have made it on time. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Let's go, boy. They paid me to be here. <laughs> they paid me call, to be here. I don't really care about it. <laughs> That's my favorite part, breaking That's a window. sick, bro. That actually came up with the script. This is cool, too, punching this thing, man. The whole I, thing is I a came up with the script. They, you did? Yeah. Yeah. They were actually surprised. They didn't. I don't think that they uh, th thought that I could come up with some shit like yeah, this. Yeah, you threw their own humor on them. Boy, hit them hump. Hit them dudes. That dude looks just like a car salesman. Yeah, yeah, we still get you Isn't it so random? I'm shooting a 44 Magnum in a commercial just completely randomly. I'm, I'm shooting a fucking pistol. And they, they let you shoot it right at the vehicle? Fuck yeah, I was shooting a car. Look at that. That's awesome. That's so crazy. And you got to be your plugs in. That's good, Riley. That's crazy. Yeah, brother. Uh, yeah, what kind of stuff do you see yourself, like, what kind of other, are there other ventures you start thinking about? Because I could see you having a cooking line, I mean, you got some, I you got to have a restaurant for real, day. a lot of, uh. I do want to have a restaurant. Real creativity. Well, that's, well, thank you, brother. You know, I like to think outside of the box. Yeah. Actually, I fucking ripped the box up. <laughs> I made origami out of the box, bro. I'm getting real fucking creative with that shit, bro. Ain't no box around me no more. You know what I'm saying? I want a restaurant. Uh, actually, that's why I got into cattle. Um, I got 22 cows right now, which really ain't much. Mm -hmm. You know, I ain't made no money off of them, but we did get this year uh, to where the newborns did cover the cost of the hay. Oh, wow. So we didn't actually have any expenses this year, so that's fucking good. That's even, man. That's even. Yeah. And so y'all are selling, uh, are you able to sell hay off your land or no? No, eat it all. Yeah. So we had to buy some, but then we just sold cows to cover the oh, cost gang. of it. Yeah. So, and how many, uh, and how many cows do, 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 does the cows have every year? Uh, I think it's kind of like a, similar to a human, like the the length of time it takes, you know. Right. So. Um, but you come out there some mornings and they got one? Well, they're actually a little bit north of me. I've, I've only got two at my place. We're about to move uh, four more, so I'll have six at my place. But the two that I've got are mom and... Uh, daughter but daughter th they were already they were already born when i got them so okay. i've never seen i've never had to pull one out or nothing like that no get in there not boy. opposed to it but i do what i gotta do you know what i'm yeah, saying look man shit i probably done nastier stuff than that hey it's thug nasty right, <laughs> that's right. it ain't thug not nasty that's right <laughs> I know, yeah i wonder what would be a cool so a restaurant huh yes now, Absolutely. would you be chefing in there no, you'd have to run the restaurant at that point you'd have some people that know what you know what you want I'm going to be the chef. I'm going to be the cashier. I'm going to be the security. I'm going to be the janitor. 
I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the plumber. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna be the construction work. I'm gonna be everything in this fucking restaurant, bro. Yeah, I want to do this shit. What kind of food would it be? Just home cooking. Well, I would try to utilize as much of my beef as I could, mm-hmm. you know, because that's one thing I could bring to the table is some mm-hmm. beef. Uh, and then actually, when I get more into farming, there's a possibility of getting, you know, some of my own pork, some of my own this and that, growing my own this and that, you know what I'm saying? So, um, and it's going to be a long time before I ever do. I'll be completely right. done. I'll be complete. I'm not trying to juggle a fight in a restaurant, but it is one of them things like that's on my bucket list. I want to, I want to sell some, some food and. I got some secret recipes, bro. Dang, boy. Straight up. You got them. You got, dude, I'm sure you got a couple, some twisters hidden in your food books, man. That's right. What would, yeah, I'm trying to think thugs, nice thugs. Would it be nice? Would it be more like kind of, what are you thinking, upscale? What kind of place would it be? I want it to be inclusive of all people. Okay. That's right. Might even do one like a uh, straight up restaurant, like some good, just good fucking food. Just, I'm talking like fill you up type of stuff yeah. and then across town have a little coffee shop mm, okay. with some of these desserts i'm telling you right now whoo pastries really? yes brother my my aunt she mm-hmm. she learned how to make chocolate pies from my great grandma who uh-huh. passed it on to my mimi and mm-hmm. then now my aunt's making them all i gotta do is holler at my aunt and then she'll show me how to do it damn bro. Right. <laughs> Look, or you gotta get your aunt to do it bro you can't be that's right you're gonna run out of time that's man. right hey if i get some money I guarantee you she would. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, that, you ever seen the show Cake Boss? Oh, yeah, I've seen that Bro, show. I want a family setting like that. Yeah. You know, like, that was my favorite thing about the show is, like, all these people love each other, working together, and it's like they're succeeding in life as a unit. As a you team. know what I mean? Like, I want that. Yeah. I think you could have that, man, because you don't have any children or nothing yet, huh? No, I'm going to make some. <laughs> yeah, you will, man. <laughs> That's Look, right. I won't put it past you, dude. The hell, <laughs> this jerky's good. You know what I'm <laughs> I wouldn't put it past you, baby. This turtle shell jerky is fucking good. That's right. And, bro, bro. if your jerky came in a turtle shell every time, that'd be freaking You already know, fire, man. Bro. I knew you was going to get creative with that thing. God, bro. that thing is fire, son. <laughs> it tastes better out the shell. That's right. I've been saying it for years. Dude, I remember one time on the way to school, our school bus hit a big turtle that was crossing the street, mm-hmm. and they the the bus driver, Miss Hazel, put that bitch inside the uh, thing and took it home and cooked it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And it was the that. biggest turtle our town had ever seen, dude. People Feed were, the whole bus. Oh, people were sending pictures around of it, drawings of it. People were like, look at how big it is. Just a damn sketched out freaking right. little snapper. That's right. Um, let's hit another question that we had that come in for uh, Mr. Mitchell, please, Raleigh. Hey, what up, Theo, my Creole cousin? What up, Bryce, my backwood brother? Hey, brother. This is Brady from Minnesota, just checking in. What's up, I'm just Daddy? wondering, is there any truth to the report that you're going to be fighting Edson Barbosa come 2022? I hope it's true. Cook him to the bone. Also, would you consider anybody from the UFC hopping on a track with you someday? I thought that mixtape was fire, man. Grandmother's Grave. That's probably my favorite track. Thank you. Yeah, I lost same. mine earlier this year. Oh, Huge man. shout out to both of you. Gang, gang. Gang, gang, man. Yeah, that man. second part of the question. What do you think about that? Who, if you, if there's somebody you could do a track with, who would it be? You think? Shoot, who would be good? Uh, I'm talking UFC. Mm-hmm. Shoot, Roy Nelson. Oh yeah, <laughs> riding around with Roy Nelson, <laughs> my hard hitter. Yeah, bro. a song be called Biscuits and Gravy. Oh yeah, dude. Who's biscuits? <laughs> you baby be right. biscuits. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be the biscuits, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bro, he's gravy, dog, for sure. For sure. Oh, bro, that would be so sick, man. Yeah. 
Be a dope or video right there. you and Derek Lewis. That's right. That would be fire. That's and that right. could be biscuits and gravy too, man. Hell yeah, brother. Or biscuits and syrup, maybe. <laughs> biscuits and gravy. Yeah, Roy Nelson. He's a, he hasn't fought in years, huh? He retired. I think he went to Bellator. He might have retired, yeah. What do you see happening next in the in the lightweight division, kind of? Like that's fifty five. Uh, probably. Uh, I think Gaethje could beat uh, Oliveira. Yeah. Well, now, but with Gaethje, Gaethje is a. I mean, he's a. He's just him. Him and Dustin. That's why their fights. They he loves to punch. Mm-hmm. He's ready to punch. He was ready mm-hmm. to punch. He literally would have knocked me out. Just like it's almost like it's something he'll do for you if that's nice. Like, hey, I'll, I'll knock you out. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's just like it's just it, it's like a way to show ex- express yeah. anything. You know, kind of. I, I think that uh, it would be really hard for Oliver to get Gaethje down to the ground. And, oh, you uh, think it would be hard? But do you why would why why would it be any harder to get him down than Dustin down? You feel like that wrestling? Yeah, that wrestling and and Dustin's done. Uh, so much grappling in his life that he's been on the ground like he's not gonna have that response that Gaethje is gonna have like there's a there's a certain point in which you're, somebody's in on a takedown and you have to expend and you know okay they might get this takedown or they might not but if I if I don't want them to I'm gonna have to expend a lot of energy mm. you know what I'm saying and I feel like Gaethje he's the type of person like I'll give everything I fucking got to stop this takedown I, I, I won't let you whereas Dustin uh, you might let him have it to then to manage go for it. guillotine. I've right. seen Dustin go for guillotines. I don't think you'll see ever Justin Gaethje go for a guillotine. Right. But Dustin Poirier is more comfortable. Like if it fight goes to ground, he's not in trouble. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like DP can fight good on the ground. But would know? it be easy for Barbo? Would it be easy for Oliver to get Gaethje on the ground? You're saying that that would be the harder step to get him. to It the would ground. be a stand up fight. It right. wouldn't. It wouldn't go to the ground. Wow. I don't think. Um, and then wonder what happens with Chandler in that division. Cause you got that yeah. Kismat Mike. Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, Kismat Shamaya. Yeah. Now nah, he's a he's a wow. Uh, you can 85-er. say it. Damn, I feel like a damn idiot. <laughs> Dude, I feel like a damn idiot. Oh, he's 85. He's 85er, I believe. Or no, I'm sorry, he's 170. But no, he is yeah. he. Yeah, he's 70. Bring up the lightweight uh, UFC lightweight top 20 rankings if you can. But he actually had a grappling match with the 185 pound guy and, and beat him at, at grappling. You know, so he he could actually get in there and hang with those. That's the Islam guy, right? Uh, oh, oh no, that's Islam. what I'm thinking of. Islam, okay, Islam. Uh, he's 155, isn't he? Yeah, I think he could beat all. He's coming up. The that yeah. that dude's coming. I mean, he's one. Yeah, I think he's undefeated, and or maybe he might. I think I've seen a video of him getting knocked out. Yeah, maybe he I has think. one loss. Now the video also could have been some dude like photoshopping it or whatever, that's you know, like point. chopping it up. But I did see a video of him getting knocked out. Like I said. Could have been a, a fake video though. I don't. I didn't keep up enough. Scroll down some. Let's scroll down some. There he is, right there, number four. Does he have, have any in this o- rankings? Does he have any losses next to his name? He's twenty-one and one. Okay, that was the one that I and saw. That might then. be overall. So ten and one. It looks like in the in the UFC. And then I I saw that one where he lost, but uh, bro. So I mean, who's he fighting? That so you got so Dustin would probably have to maybe fight that guy would because and that guy is a pure. He's like a Khabib style. Absolutely. And throws throws more kicks and punches than Khabib does. Uh, I see. Uh, Man, so that's I see a him crazy. Beating, I see maybe. him beating Oliveira. Yeah, I could see that guy because he just that guy seems like unsight. Just like nobody's doing the kind of exactly just what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's like you you he's got so many spots where if he gets that fight to, like those other guys don't fight in those positions. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like. 
uh, where whereas you look at like a a Gaethje and a um, Poirier, mm -hmm. like they're both elite level fighters but they're elite in kind of the same discipline like right. they're both good boxers overall the same discipline they're, yeah yeah they're they're like they're they're kind of the same not not really you know um dp he switches stances and and, and flows uh i think a little uh on a, on a different level he's a little more fluid than gaichi he is he is but just the the way that they box and power punch and kick the shit out of oh. you it's real similar God, it hurts there, when I think about there's it. nobody in that division similar to makachev you know, right. That's what's interesting. That's yes. what's scary about him. It's like, it's like when somebody brings something to something that shouldn't be there. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're exactly. like, damn, he's the only one that's got this thing. Exactly. You know, like people's eating dessert and somebody brings in a damn uh, chocolate pecan pie. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Like if everybody's having ice cream and one dude rolls up with a chocolate pecan pie, everybody's gonna be fighting over that yeah, shit. People gonna be at least looking <laughs> over at him and be like, "Damn, he got yeah, that." That's right. He got that. Um, what do you think could happen with Cody Garbrandt? That that shit broke my heart, man. Hey, oh. Dude, dude, me too, man. Because I really like that guy, and uh, I mean, if I was him, I would retire. I'm not. I'm not kidding. Yeah, I'm not kidding, man. I mean, if I was him, he's obviously probably not going to he's i don't think he gives a shit i think he's gonna go beat somebody else's ass now yeah. but let me tell you what he's done it all and here's what makes me the most fucking mad about that cody garbrandt situation and and like i said in the end it, it will get god knows he's a fighter that's all that matters is that like his spirit is strong and he's a fighter to the death he'll fight anybody he was cheated out of his fucking championship belt they did. They went back and uh, done blood test on on Dillashaw when they fought. He fought him on oh. PEDs. That's what I'm saying. Fuck that motherfucker, man. So they should have given it to him. Fuck yeah, dude. I mean, it ain't ever gonna happen. You know, in my book, he is the, the fucking champ. champ. He yeah. beat Till T.J. Dillashaw off of fucking morals yeah. by not being a little bitch and cheating before the fight. You know what I'm saying? He's already the champ in me. And you got T.J. Uh, over here and and and. Garbrandt over there and Fashion fucking champion. fucking street fights breaking out. I'm going on Garbrandt's side every fucking time. That's a real fucking man. I'll die with that fucking man before I take the little bitch's side. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I ain't about that. Yeah. I ain't about it, man. Yeah, and there's not me. a lot of... They don't go back in time and kind of correct what no, happened. No, they'll never go back in time. You know what I'm saying? He won't get his reward till he gets to heaven. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And God will say, hey, man, I know you are the champion. Let's strap you, you are. up, daddy. You are. And, Let's strap you and, up, baby. And, and I'm telling you right now, that will hang over Dillashaw's head the rest of his fucking life. Yeah. yeah, he knocked him out twice. He ended his career of what it was. Right. Of what it was. Now, I'm not saying he's done. He's still going to make 10 times more money than me in my next fight. Right. Garbrandt is. <laughs> right. Garbrandt makes that good money. He ain't done. But what I'm saying is he was at the pinnacle yeah. and got removed by a little cheap shot and bitch. Right. You know what I'm saying? A dude that he would knock out in practice. So this dude gets knocked out in practice and says, well, I'll just go put a needle in my ass. You know what I'm saying? And, that uh, burns you up, huh? It burns me up, bro. Yeah. Fuck that motherfucker. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, and I'm not going to hold back and, and, uh, I'd say it to his face if he was right here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What do you think leads someone to, to do something like that? He's to, scared because he got knocked out in practice and he said, you know what? Uh, and, and he justifies it by saying, uh, in his head, he's going to say, well, you know, I need this win. It's for me and my family and all that. But, but man, on, it's man. like, it's, 
you're fighting, you're signing a contract. Like, here's what I'm saying. If you're going to be a gangster and going to be doing shit by the rules, go be a real gangster, TJ Dillashaw. Yeah. Go fucking, uh, if you're going to not play by the rules, go with those, uh, go gangbang. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, go see how long your little bitch ass lasts out there. You know what I'm saying? Go yeah. out there. You want to do no rules. Your ass will get cheap shot at her. You right. know what I'm saying? We're, this is a fa- it should be a fair as possible sport. Yeah. And everybody should have an equal opportunity playing field. And he took away one man's championship aspirations. Damn. He took it from his family. And uh, Do you think he should have been allowed back in? Um, Yeah, I think that if if you could let him back in. Like, I think he was clean his last fight. Right. He, it didn't look as good as last fight. Did you right. notice that? Yeah, well, I thought, because well, that was a Sanhagen fight. That's right. I thought Sanhagen could have won. I thought that, I thought that Sanhagen won that fight. But, yeah, I mean, it was definitely not exactly the same. I thought Sanhagen won, too. Yeah. You know, uh, he did. He definitely did more damage. But if you go by the scoring system, it was a close fight. But damage-wise, you know who fucking did more damage. Yeah. TJ knows who did more damage. Yeah. Probably hurt to chew food a couple weeks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He knows he lost yeah. that fucking fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you, could you ever, could you see yourself in a different division? That division's pretty exciting. A 55? No, I'm too small, brother. But no, with uh, Dillashaw, they're not 55, are they? Oh, no. 35. Yeah. 35. I'd probably die trying to make that weight. <laughs> you know, I was standing back the other night. I got, I'm backstage. I got to stand by Al Jermaine Sterling. He's, you know, in That's that my division. buddy, yeah. yeah. He's cool. Interesting guy. Funny dude. He's like one of the first fighters I ever met at the comedy store. Uh, a long time ago, nice, such a easy. Is, man. Guy to I actually talk lived to. with him for a month. Really, me, it was me. Uh, we were all staying at Ally Quinn's house. Wow, that's it was, crazy. It was me, Al, Pat DeFranco, um, <laughs> Al, Joe, and Pumi, and all these guys are fighters, right? No. So we got six fighters. I'm sleeping on the couch, right? Well, one, this is one of the funniest things that happens. There's this. Uh, Pumi stays in the basement, and Pumi's kind of like me. Al kind of goes to bed a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Pat kind of and and Al Joe kind of go to bed a little bit earlier. I'm up one night, you know, I'm I'm sleeping on the couch. Kitchen's right there, right? So I go out there. I start making a little bit of stuff in the kitchen. Yeah, you know, I'm of course, cooking. baby, cook it and, up, and, son. And Al has this problem with coons getting into his trash, like uh-huh. these big old fucking city coons. Like oh, yeah, I've seen them. Big ones, right? And oh, I told Al, you know, like... One one morning we came out and there's trash all over the ground. Oh, right? they'll roll six deep too, man. That's they'll right. come in, yeah. That's right. And so uh, I told Al, I said, brother, I ain't, I ain't, I'll get these coons for you. I said, I'll be on full patrol. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We going to bed, Bryce. I'm fucking getting them, bro. And so I go out there. I'm cooking a little bit, and uh, two big ones out there on the trash can, and they're about to get into it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have no backup. It's yeah. two on one. Damn. I got a spatula, bro. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking, man, this is going to be a fucking good fight. These are some big-ass coons. I'm like, Pumi, Pumi. And Pumi's down there in the basement. And he's like, huh, what, what's going on, brother? And tell you, he's kind of like tired. And I'm like, bro, I need some help up here. Bad, bro, there's two of them. I'm going yeah. to fuck them up right now. I need backup, dog. Pumi don't even know what the fuck's going on. He, yeah. <laughs> and Pumi runs out. and bro, So I, I go out the door, and I fucking smack one of these coons as a spatula. Really? Straight up? Straight up, bitch. And he didn't back down. Bro. He looked like he didn't even give a shit. Wow. He turned around and looked at me like we was about to have a long conversation. And what weight class was he in? Bro, he was one of them little fucking ninja coons. He, <laughs> he was like, I don't even know what weight class. Damn, was. probably 105. <laughs> Bro, they were jumping from the trash can to the fence. Oh, yeah. And he's jumping. And he, he, That's we had to, weight. We had to stare down, and I was like kind of reared back. And, uh, and then... Pumi comes up. Pumi's got a butcher knife. Yeah. Thank God, because then that's when both of them, them coons, is like, okay, now it's a fair fight, and they took off. But Pumi saved my ass on Damn. that one. Yeah, so shout out to Pumi right dang, there. We had dang. a spatula and a butcher knife. 
God. Rolling deep on them coons, Damn, brother. Damn, bro. <laughs> Mother Nature got them hitmen, dog. That's right. That's what I'm saying, bro. Mother Nature got them <laughs> hitmen. The craziest raccoon. Yeah. Sometimes you'll go out by the trash and they have the couple that are in the trash. The weird one that always gets me is the one that's in the recycling bin. Bro, these and were you, the. He's in there, he's like that. <laughs> like, who the fuck is that one? Because that's the one that's looking for knowledge. He's in there reading papers, looking at right. reports and shit. Hey, these ones were the real fucking. They were like the scouts, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. probably like the, oh, yeah, the yeah. army ranger ones, <laughs> like scouting out for surveillance and shit. I smacked this coon as hard as I could, dude. Damn. He didn't, he didn't do nothing. They probably went and reported back to somebody, I'm sure. Oh, they sure did, brother. Damn. Orchestrated attack, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's unbelievable. That's fucking Mother Nature, baby. That's the dark arts, dog, because once they get going, you don't know what's coming next. No, nah, bro. Them coons, they come up from any window, chimney. Oh. They come up underneath in the plumbing, brother. Actually, them coons, that's where they actually, um, believe it or not, that's their headquarters. Really? Where? I, under, I, I've been keeping eyes under on house? In Cersei. Oh, damn. Yeah, they, they live under underground. You guys have Very, a lot of, y'all got a raccoon problem over there? Militaristic, bro. Their, their mindset's just straight militaristic, bro. They got that headquarters underground. They're they're up there uh, boosting their population, oh, getting like their numbers Vietnamese. up. That's right. It's worse. Yeah. That's Iwo Jima, daddy. That's like... They ain't got... You, punji traps ain't shit on them raccoon traps, that's bro. Them, that's like the Coochie Tunnels, baby. So, so check this out, man. Um, They did this thing at Harding because the coons are so bad. They fucking... Go, they go up and they grab the, the trash and then they scurry back uh -huh. to the little sewers. Oh, really? They did this thing at Harding. Um, They steam... What is Harding? College? It's a, it's a college that I okay. went to, yeah. And that's where I've seen them for years building up their numbers, bro. Mm -hmm. And they're just getting bigger and faster oh. and smarter. And they're not even afraid of motherfuckers now, bro. The fur Chinese, they call them. Yeah, like I was going to throw something away one time and it damn near had a conversation with one of them. He's like, man, you can't believe you're going to eat that. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they ain't even scared of people no I saw more. I with a wallet on him the other day with a wallet chain. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's that pimp. You know, that's dude, that yeah. pimp coming, yeah. brother. Well, bro, they steam the whole thing. Like, they steam them. It's mean, man. But they steam the underground. And I think it's honestly too flush the coons out. Oh, wow. But they're living there. Ain't no, ain't no joke, bro. They're living down At there. the college, huh? At the college. And you see steam coming up out of things for like an hour straight. A gas. They're trying to smoke them out. Damn, bro, bro that's, against, that's against the Geneva Convention oh, as far as I'm saying. <laughs> That, that's why they got that military mindset, though, man. Once because we it's that warfare. Nuremberg Treaty, I think, I think, I think that shit should be done. <laughs> that, that, that's what I said, man. I just turned. I act like I didn't even see it, bro, because that's yeah. just fucked up. Like, it's one thing to smack him with the spatula, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. You're gassing babies down there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't about that. <laughs> this shit has to stop, dog. Damn, it's a fucking dark arts, bro. <laughs> Damn. That's right. Wow, man. Uh, what else were we talking about? We have another good, any good other uh, questions that came in? Yeah. Oh, we had one too that came in too. What were you and I talking about though? We're talking about, and you said you guys had all stayed together. Oh, Algermain. Yeah. So we were living at um, Ally Quinn's house, and there were right. six six fighters in the house, and it was just a hell of a good time. So I, so anyway, I was backstage, and that's when the Cody fight was going on, mm -hmm. right? And we we're watching mm -hmm. it. And he said that when you drop down a weight class, like there's less like your body's so tight that when you get knocked out at a lower weight, it's real hard on your system because you just, you know, there's less like fat inside. There's less like cushion inside of your, inside of your universe, you know, particularly from your brain. Yeah. Because think about this. Your, your body knows how important your brain is. When you get to that final moment in the weight cut, when you're like, okay, I can't cut no more. That's when your body begin, begins to pull the moisture 
from the brain. Jesus. It's the last thing that your body will, will protect. That, that your body will, will keep all that fluid in your brain until it don't have fluid from nowhere else. And then your head, your brain fluid. Now, guess which, guess which fluid takes some of the longest to get back into your system? Brain. That brain fluid. Damn. Now, here's how I knew that, that Cody was really feeling. I didn't think he was going to lose. I didn't know. That. That's not what I'm saying. But here's how I knew he was feeling. He ain't a fucking 25er. Right. He ain't a 25er. I promise, bro. He might do good at 25. He's really a 35er, though, because he, he just he's healthier at 35. But here's how I knew. Because uh, I saw him do a video, Garbrandt, mm -hmm. and he was talking. And I could tell his voice was not um, the same. It was when you begin cutting that much weight, I have sinus issues. Or you get just extremely dehydrated. In oh. a, uh, when, when you get to that point of extreme dehydration, you'll notice a lot of fluid change up here. Mm -hmm. I actually cannot hear. I'm not kidding you. Wow. Like, there's be you ever get water stuck in your ear at the pool? Yeah. Bro, I've been cutting weight before, and it's like water's in both my ears. And I heard him do this interview, and, okay, so this is my normal voice. I'm kind of talking. I kind of heard him, like, kind of like a, like a, his, his, it was a different pitch, and I could tell something was up in the, oh, up really? in the nasal. So just so dried out. Bro, I was like, oh, he's dry. And I could see oh. in his cheeks. I knew it, brother. I knew that is a tough weight cut, and, uh. And I think that it, his performance was probably hindered by the weight cut, and I think that he's a 35er. And uh, it's heartbreaking, bro. But, but I, I'm just telling you, by the way he was right. talking, I could feel, feel it. it. I could feel it in my nose and my ears. He was having sinus issues, bro, because when you start your your fluids drain, and then your your brain fluids drain, and then you got this pressure, you can't hear right, you you can't smell. And how can you fight like that? You can't. Not the same. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He didn't. <clears throat> I didn't actually see the whole fight. I just saw highlights of it. But, <clears throat> brother, he's fast. Yeah. And he didn't look as fast out there. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I, I can't even imagine the levels that your body has to go to to do all of that. I think that that, that was just a, a big weight cut on him. That's what I think you saw that performance out of him for. And like I said, I didn't even see the fight. I just saw highlights of it. And like you said, man, I just feel bad for the guy because that's one of those guys that I just really fucking like, man. Yeah, he's fun to cheer for, man. Yeah, and he's just yeah his his personality he's fucking vibrant and he's vicious yeah. and he's red he's he's always ready yeah you know uh, I think he's like I wish how I could be just like fucking you know less you know <laughs> yeah. less yeah <laughs> he's got that I think a lot of people see that in him he does special guy to watch um, all right we got another another question here and then we'll get you on your way man I know you got to get back we gotta grab some lunch oh yeah you want to let's do it yeah all right. I'm fucking starving I'd bro. love that dude we'll me go. too man. Tell you some real shit when we get off air, bro. <laughs> Street fights and shit. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't no, you good. Yo, what up, Theo? What up, Thug Nasty? Uh, first, I just wanted to shout out your new mixtape you dropped on YouTube. Thank you, recently. brother. Just want to say it's great. I hope more and more people hear it. I honestly think it's better than ninety percent of. God the bless rap you, man. Thank you. I made it for people space, like you, so man. Gang, baby. Gets out. I hope it's doing well. Uh, quick question. I heard you on Ariel Hawani's podcast recently. You said you were driving about three hours or so to go get a truck. And I just want to know how that went. Did you buy it? And how's that truck working out for you? Is it hauling them cows around as well as it needs to be? Uh, Dude. Either way, I'd love to hear from you. Best of luck. Against Edson Barboza, and that's a real dude, right? Yeah, that's brother. a real guy. He's in, right, man. Well, that guy's uh, in. Way, uh, would you get gang, gang, uh, a Ford F three fifty? Oh, damn! A ninety one. 
bro it's it's like a fucking little redneck paradise bro it's like it has no key on it it's yeah. like a push start and then, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's like he rigged up all the wires he rigged shit, up a push start in it brake lights yeah he, it's a push start and you have to use a screwdriver to flip a switch well on the way home what i didn't know on the back of the push start is like it, he literally rigged it up like on the spot well if you touch the positive and the negative i yeah. let it hit the clutch mm -hmm. and bro spark and uh, <laughs> blew a fuse. I have to jump that the solenoid. New Year's, that baby <laughs> yeah, New Year's yeah. boy. So on the way no. home, I fucking uh, blew a fuse on the way home, and then we had to <laughs> we had to jump it on the solenoid just to get it just to get no. it started. So me and my buddy would so jump. Y'all think the it was a lemon at that point or what? Oh, I knew it was good, bro. When I heard that engine, yeah. brother, that ninety one. Uh, seven point three. Oh, like I, I said, make you hard, son. Oh, shit, I don't make your cousin hard. My cousin's been dead for years, dude. <laughs> well, you'll see the soil on his grave. <laughs> That's right. You'll see the fluff a little, bro. That uh, that seven point three is an iconic engine. Wow. And let me just tell you right now, I don't care if you're Ford guy, Chevy guy, Dodge guy. I don't even care if you like fucking the Honda trucks. I don't yeah. care. You cannot talk shit about a Cummins diesel engine, and you cannot talk shit about a 7.3 engine. Uh, I think International Harvester might actually make the engine. At mm -hmm. one point, they did. I did some research on it. But um, the thing about what I've got on a 91 um, from, from, I think, 91 to 94, they did the IDIs, and that's what I got. Okay. Now, here's why I like it. This is why this truck was made for me, brother. Well, first off, it was 3800 bucks. It's in my fucking That'll price help, range. Baby, that's, <laughs> you know, saying, that's what I'm saying. It's in um, a Price Mitchell, they call them, that's price. Hey, the price Dude, is price right. Price Mitchell, bro. That the, would be a good store. The price is right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Price Mitchell, oh, you'd be baby. so much better than Bob Barker on that show, oh, man. Dude, if, if there's ever a Price is Right, you're the motherfucking host. I'd be giving away damn owl meat on that bitch, dude. The show wouldn't even last episode. You'd be giving away everything. <laughs> yeah, I'd, give, I'd give half them bitches away on there, too, dude. That's right. I'd say, we got to get rid of some of these bitches up here, man. So that the IDI engine, uh, it's different than these modern Power Strokes. Uh -huh. uh, the Power Stroke is, uh, they're both great engines, uh, Ford engines, but... This IDI is mechanical in nature, so it doesn't have as much computer uh, ah. parts. And so that's what I love about it. It's I fucking cannot stand all this cheap electronic shit. And let oh, me tell you, yeah, it's, it, ruins it, it, it ruins everything. And it is to the level where it is a conspiracy. If you don't think that they're making these cars to break they're at down. a certain point yeah. or making it more expensive for certain parts, you're fucking blind, bro. Because that's what the industry, the cars from the 90s with the manual transmissions and the simple engines last longer and are easier to fix than these newer ones they're doing that because they want you in the dealership yeah and uh they don't like i got the best mechanic in the fucking world that lives like right down the road from me his name's paul underwood mm -hmm. and uh let me tell you what i guarantee you mr paul could fix anything on that 7.3 idi right you know and he could probably fix a power stroke too but there's going to be some computer yeah something you can't that's out of your control but it's just like okay you're gonna have to order this cheap ass part from some just to get the shit to work yeah, yeah and, and by now they know how long you're gonna use a car it's just so many things bro baked it's into a conspiracy it. bro like it's it's wow. called uh if you want to look into it it's called planned obsolescence it's been going on really since the beginning of time it's not a conspiracy bro right. but like when it first started getting popular there's one instance of it in germany there was a uh people who made t-shirts uh -huh. i believe maybe t-shirts or jeans but they started using nylon well bro nobody they didn't have any return customers because the fucking t-shirts and jeans was lasting damn forever so it's like they sell a pair of jeans and you never see that motherfucker again <laughs> so they had to start <laughs> making shitty jeans but bro that's in every single 
industry that there is, and it's to certain degrees, but in the car industry, you see so much planned obsolescence. These pieces of shit, especially Nissans, <laughs> with the CVT transmissions, uh, you know, because I have one Fucking going on. Nissan, but, damn. But um, I wouldn't it, even come in but, one of them. But he, here's it exactly. Well, I beg to differ on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Look, what you doing? Wait. <laughs> I guess that's the one. Some com- of the Ubers. That's the one complaint I don't get, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but uh let me tell you what them headlights for example you get you one of these nissan 2006 uh maximus this is the planned obsolescence that i'm talking about to certain uh-huh. degrees okay you fix your you break your headlight guess how much that fucking new one costs probably 250 150 yeah damn bro it's a fucking headlight they can make that for three dollars yeah you know what I'm saying? So they got you, and they do that with their transmissions. They do it with their engine. Not this Ford engine, not this 7.3 IDI. It's a real engine made for real farmers right. who really work for their real money yeah. and don't want to spend it on no fake shit. You yeah. know, and that truck is is me personified, Gang, bro. Dang, baby. And uh, the only thing I got to do is got to add a little uh, one of those uh, gooseneck balls on the back of it, you know, that mounts right there in the truck bed. Uh-uh. Oh, but, for, uh... For pulling that heavy weight from cattle. Oh really? And hey, yeah. So what you'll it's for it, it's for the transmission now. Well, it's it's um so you can actually pull that weight if you you know the the balls that hang off the back like a regular mm-hmm. like on the you'll see up there in that truck you see I got a little two inch ball I got a three way right on the back of it not the kind you like but yeah the kind with yeah. uh you know <laughs> the kind with three different uh, hitches on yeah, it right yeah yeah well that sticks off the back of the truck. Okay. Okay. When you mount one of these uh, gooseneck or fifth wheel um, hitches, you got to do it from the inside, from the truck bed. Ah. And so that distributes to where all that weight ain't on the. It puts more of it up front, so your your truck and more of the weight goes to the trailer, and so now you can pull uh, thirty two thousand pounds, bro. Like I'm I'm gonna be pulling some shit, you know. Damn. Oh yeah. So I got to get that. I got to fix my brake lights. I got to rig it up to where I'm not jumping the solenoid every time I start it. It's yeah, got a little bit of ash it. on the seats. I yeah. can tell this dude. And he had a swisher. When I pull out the little cup holder thing, he had a swisher in it. I'm like, bro, I ain't even tripping. I just wish I was here for that one. You know what I'm saying? But, bro, it's so cool. Like, it's an old school manual. And, by the way, you don't ever see these manuals. That's how you know they're, they're trying to make these vehicles to break now. You right. can't even hardly find a fucking truck with a manual. I, know, I, will never, crazy, I will never buy another vehicle that's not a manual unless if something crazy happens and I get some good deal or something, you know. But, um, you know, this thing is like you put it in the first, bro. And, like, you don't even have, just let off the clutch, man. Like, it's going to go. It's not going to die. Yeah. You know, it's got so much power. Like, I'm not even touching the gas. You just put it in first, don't and, even, that thing, and it just creeps. <laughs> yeah. It is nice power. when you get into something that feels like it has a, a life of its own. Bro, it does, man. It's got two gas tanks on it, and you switch it. But one of them don't read, so you just kind of, like, have to. You are the gas gauge. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's fire, dude. Bro, it's that's like, like old said, school, not even knowing yeah. how much gas is bro, in that I just, bitch. I just know it was meant for yeah. me, bro. It's, like a, it's, it's perfect. Dude, that's awesome, man. Um, Damn, yeah, you can pull a lot of weight with that, man. That's right. 32,000 pounds is what it's rated for. Of course, I don't even have a gooseneck trailer, actually. That's the next thing that I got to get mm-hmm. is a gooseneck trailer to pull any of that shit because I've got light-duty trailers right now. I could pull about... Well, most I put on in about 6,000 pounds on one wow. of them. And I tell you what, I put 6,000 pounds on a trailer the other day. I bought for that block wall that I'm building in the yeah. garage. Bro, I, you ever heard that song, Jesus Take the Wheel? 
Yeah. I could have shot the music video really? about three days ago. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> Bro, I was driving home from Lowe's that has 6,000 pounds of blocks on the no. back. And I was going 40, and I just got comfortable. I might have even been freestyling. I was, I was freestyling, bro. <laughs> I'm rapping. sitting here. I'm rapping in the truck, bro. I got 6,000 pounds in the back. And, bro, Let's go. And I'm going 40 on a straightaway, and I start curving them. It's not a sharp curve, yeah. but that curve was enough to start a fishtail, bro. Damn. And, bro, uh-uh. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> there, there's nobody coming or nothing, bro. But, hey, I think a good thing for me to uh, maybe the reason that that this popped in my head. Maybe God's trying to save somebody's life. Let me tell you right now, do yeah. not touch the brakes if you get into that fishtail. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's when you really lose it. So I just, I didn't do anything. I kind of straightened it out, but not overcorrected it. But, right. bro, I was, I was, I was scared. And was it icy or anything or no? no it was just, brother. no, man, it was just all that weight. All that weight. Yep. <sighs> yep. Fuck. How far is that Home Depot from you? About 20 minutes. Well, on, on that one, probably about 30. I'm driving real slow. So, yeah. Yeah, it's funny how you get a little bit comfortable, dog, and next thing you know, it that's doesn't matter. Up. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. Yeah, you got all that weight up. in there. <laughs> that's wild, bro. I was hitting a good freestyle, too. Were you? Brother. I was on it. Damn, bro. That's living life, son. That's right. I love that. That's right. Um, Bryce Mitchell, you got, so yeah, but in, in the spring, you'll be getting back in the ring, man. That's right. You know? Hopefully. Yeah. Yep. But you feel 100%. I do, brother. Yeah. I do. We got some built-up energy, man. You able to train? I mean, you able to just go train when you want? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Damn. I don't know if I have anything else. Any other good questions that came in, Riley? Did you see anything? Yeah. Oh, let's take him through those three deers real quick, and then we'll go get something to eat. We got three animals right here, man. We just want to let you know what. How would you how would you handle these three situations? Here's the first one right here. Is Bryce famous put a deer in a twister? Here's a fella right here. Has he been shot? No. Mm, I I would. This guy's just trying to, I guess, touch hands first. Damn. Damn, dude. So I guess he maybe got a little close to petting him or something. How if you're that, if you're yeah, how do you handle that situation? Well, he, Whose side are you on there, okay. you think? First off, he fucked up, he's right in front of it. You want to walk up behind it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, where yeah. he fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come up behind it. I take a knee on belly. Yeah. Um, you know, don't give up position. Yeah. That's all I got to say, bro. Like like straight up, like stay on top when you're talking with them deer, bro. Because they got that, they got that good top game. Their bottom game is weak. Right. You know what I'm saying? It, it becomes a positional battle. And like I said, he should have approached from the back. From the back. That's where he fucked but up. But their bottom game, if you're on bottom, there you got those antlers. That's insane to deal with. Oh, that was though. a buck. Yeah, that's that's a different story right there. But here's what I'd have done. I'd have, I'd have, uh, you know, locked out my arms. Uh huh. Now I got a little knee on the ribs. Uh-huh. Arms locked out. Now he's awake. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm just gonna brainstorm for a minute. I'm, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I ain't been there. To, I ain't been in that one yet. I'm gonna yeah, lock him out, and I'm gonna brainstorm for a minute. Grill a little bit open, bro. Baby. That, that fucking. Uh, let me tell you what. That rear naked is gonna be hard with them antlers in the way. Yeah. You might have to pull a triangle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's gonna get desperate. Uh, yeah, actually, trying at least you'd have more control. You'd probably be able to keep him upright enough to keep that keep the antlers away from you. If if you want to be real fucked up and you can talk about some animal cruelty, yeah, um, you go for armbar, <laughs> bro. Then then you won because even if you yeah. know he ain't going nowhere, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like if them antlers are in the way, bro, go pull an armbar. And like I said, I'm all about position, staying on top. But if you can't sink in that choke and that deer's getting up and you see an arm. Yeah. Go for that arm bar, brother. Yeah, 
man. He got four arms, dude. That's what I'm saying, yeah. bro. Like, he ain't gonna, you know, he ain't got no defense, you know? Yeah. The, the best defense is hold your hands together. Yeah. <laughs> What's he gonna do? Yeah. Damn, that's a risky move. Here's a second one. We got three of them for you. Here's a second one. Now, this lady got... That's a good position. Keep the volume off. So that lady got, she got, uh, that lady got, took, took that, it's a, looks like a doe or just a female. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, she just, she took his back and got him down. See, what you see here is perfect. We got situational awareness. I promise you, this ain't her first go around. Yeah. You see that, them hips on that? She's putting them hips on that deer's hips. She is keeping that low center base, knees spread out. Bro, I, I, I can tell you right now, this ain't her first first rodeo. Yeah, this ain't the first deer at the Walmart for this lady. No, nah, bro. And she's holding that arm. She's got that arm locked, too. If you see up by that, she's got she's keeping that arm, that deer from getting any... Uh, I, I'm not even going to comment on this because she's doing far better than I would have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, she... That's a clean up on aisle three. She's yeah. going to take it out, and it's, it's done with. <laughs> I think, yeah, she's already cleaned up. Let's get that third one, the last one we got here. She's perfect technique. And this one we can have some audio on. Oh, no, yeah, this one's fine. And how do you handle this situation? <laughs> and this year, obviously, on some uppers. Oh, yeah. Well, right there, I don't see anybody trying to cut off the, the room. You know what I'm saying? I see that guy. First off, he gets up out of the chair and he's not in a stance. That's where he fucked up first. Yeah, that that's guy. the first thing I do because you know there ain't no that door ain't he ain't gonna go out the back door. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah, first thing I'm doing, see he's right out the front door like I said because look he ain't even got a stance. First thing I'm doing, brother, I'm getting low in that stance. Yeah. I'm going left, right. With, you know he's gonna have to go back to that door. Yeah. And then I'm gonna creep a little bit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm yeah. Play it out. I'm gonna get in range. Yeah, yeah. You know he's gonna be doing this shit, so I'm. Back up, go okay. a little bit, maybe slack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have no footwork there. You have nah. how, how is he going to pursue that deer? You know what I'm saying? He's flat, standing straight up. Yeah. Completely unprepared. I wish that girl from Walmart was there. Oh, yeah, you really do. <laughs> That's who you wish was getting her hair cut. But people completely unexpected this shit, bro. Like, yeah. they got to be ready. You got to be ready at all times. But that's true, man. I think you have to take a little bit of position there for sure. Absolutely. I think that guy didn't want the smoke. He kind of, no. he like kind of wandered over there. He ain't never had some good deer jerky. Yeah, he never had some. He had some good deer jerky. He'd be like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cook you up, yeah, buddy. We're not, we're not letting this thing leave. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that might be good, man. That might be enough. Uh, Bryce Mitchell, thank you so much for coming in, man. Absolutely. It's a pleasure thank to be here. Thank you for me, these brother. gifts, too, dude. This jerky is fire. Thank you. I'm so glad you like that. I hope you ain't just faking it. I'm not at all. <laughs> dude, I've had about 12 no, I, pieces I, of it. No, I know you ain't, because you, you've already, you've been eating it the whole time. <laughs> like, you already sold me if you was faking it. Like, <laughs> now you're just going too far with it. Shit, I might smoke a little bit of it, man. Yeah, I had dinner with this guy, Jordan Peterson, last night. He only eats steak. Love that guy, bro. He only eats steak. Bro. He is he is amazing. He bro. was in here in town. Him and his his daughter lives here now. So, bro, we went to dinner. Actually, I watch those podcasts. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll see. I'll I'll show you the picture of the uh, after dinner, dude. I'll show you the damn picture from from dinner, dude. This shit was ridiculous. Man, he's just such an inspiration, ain't he? Yeah, you know, he's just it's a like, smart dude. He's smart and he's just like, you know, and he he says the most powerful thing you can be is articulate. Yeah. <sighs> 
And he says the biggest thing is what gets your attention. What do you give your attention to, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of fascinating because it's like, yeah, I notice, especially in this technology world, like so many things get your attention. And they're, they're calculated. Like you're saying, like yeah. with the um, – how they got the car parts ready to wear out. That shit's all calculated. It's That's like right. they fucking, That's right. they're using data yep. to know yep. exactly when you're going to walk back in the shop. Yep. So it's yep. just, we're up against the dark arts, man. But this was a damn, uh, ain't much left, brother. Bro, no, well, but That's the best part was, it. that was dinner. It was just everybody ate freaking steaks and lamb. I mean, and they were lamb chewing. Lamb so good. Bro, they were chewing on the bones oh, over absolutely. there. Oh, absolutely. Dude, I'll take the bones home, give them the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> Shit, I'd be a dog, man. It's not like you bring home some good stuff, man. Hey, next time I'm going to bring you some more, brother. Since I know you like it, I'll bring you two bags. Dude, this is a couple grams, too. I could have sold this in high school, <laughs> That's baby. Right. I know that. <laughs> Damn. Bryce Mitchell, thanks so much for coming in today, man. Thank you so much for having me. Always an honor, brother. Well, we appreciate you being here, man. Happy holidays to you. Amen, brother. Thank Gang, you. Gang, baby, yeah. Damn. Now I'm just floating on the breeze And I feel I'm falling like these leaves I must be cornerstone Oh, but when I reach that ground I'll share this peace of mind I found I can feel it in my bones But it's gonna take a little time For me to set that parking brake and let myself all wild shine that light on me. I'll sit and tell you my stories. Shine on me, and I will find a song. I will sing it just for you. And now. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite, and welcome to Kite Club, a podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events, stand-up stories, and seven ways to pleasure your partner. The answer may shock you. Sometimes I'll interview my friends. Sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head. You have three new voice messages. A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hi, sweetheart. Here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Charmaine. Oh, hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. Sorry, sir, but our ice cream machine is broken. <laughs> I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.